Welcome back to the Local Scene Machine podcast brought to you by Premier Studios. I'm your host, Tristan Seegers. Today, I talked with The Drive Down. You can find these guys on Instagram at the underscore drive underscore down, and you can find them on Spotify and most streaming services at The Drive Down. We talked about all sorts of stuff. It got a little unhinged, and uh, it was so much fun. I thank these guys so much for coming in. It was a blast, and let's get into that interview. <laughs> All right, if we yeah. could just not do a four-hour podcast, so that'd be great. That would, let's just not do that. Because basically, when I edit did. it, I have to like <laughs> listen to it all over again. Fair. And yeah, uh, the last one I took three hours of audio and made it like an hour thirty. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it was. It was. We'll, we'll not make it. We will not do three that. Hours. <laughs> I'm just gonna prep this. Oh man, it's been no, so we'll long since I've seen another lavender fader. <laughs> lavender fader sticker on your laptop oh yeah the one from what was that from from rachel yeah yeah you know that the whole thing was bullshit though because oh it totally was i think what the fuck was it, like the budgeting worksheet oh, that was the green one the purple mm-hmm. one was you had to like go have a meeting with her or something yeah and i was like hell-bent on like i'm doing this i called her i scheduled it did all that stuff and then she sat down and she's like are you just here for the fader and i was like i thought i had to like have this meeting with you and she's like, no, everyone just comes and like says hi and gets the fader. And I was just like, exactly what I did. I was like, well, if I don't have to have the meeting, like, I guess I'll just leave. <laughs> yeah. And I just like fucking left. It was really lame. God, the, the whole fucking fader sticker thing. Is, is this like a metal system or? Yeah, basically. <laughs> exactly. So like, if you got like a hundred percent on like a test, I think. Yeah. Or if you like passed proficiency, showed up a hundred percent on time for the cycle. Or if like uh, uh-huh. you know you were in class and like actively participated more uh, than usual, they, it was like a merit, like a gold star thing. <laughs> yeah. Gold star. But low key, I was like obsessed. Like, oh that's yeah, what they got gave me you through. All- I was fucking yeah. hooked, dude. That got me through the whole year. They made it. <laughs> they made it out to be like, oh, the more faders you collect. The more the studios are gonna see <laughs> that you're serious you about gotta, this, you gotta get your uh, you gotta get your faders. <laughs> no, that's what I ran into too. Um, Six stripes. Because I got like twelve or thirteen of the certs or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like hell bent on that too. And then you know, like doing my uh, resume and like talking to studios, even like talking to Premiere, I was yeah. like, oh, you know, I got Dante level three, like Pro Tools four, Pro Tools like whatever. Yeah. And he was like, okay, but, like you're just gonna show up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, cool. None of <laughs> no them gives a shit. They dude. don't care anymore. It's like, can you show up and do you have your own car? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Cool. You qualified to get us coffee. Well, like, it humbled my ass so quick because like I was about ready to go to like Office Depot and like print out all my certs and like frame them and like hang them up on my wall. Yeah. And then when I found out that no one outside of like the nine month program gave a fuck, yeah, I just was like, okay, it's a PDF on my computer forever. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I can't tell you oh, how many man. times my notes have come in handy, though. Oh, I've yeah, kept, dude. I've kept those crass notes like a Bible. And the, uh, whatever, the iBooks. Yes. Like the SSL iBooks and oh. like shit like that. Those have saved my ass so many times. Because oh, yeah. it, it'll be like two in the morning, I'm mixing something. And I'm like, wait, what did we talk about back in crafts <laughs> five years ago? Uh, oh, yeah, we did this. 
oh yeah, cycle six, week two, blah blah blah. Oh yeah. The blah, blah, blah. all buttons in mode on the compressor. Let's try that. <laughs> oh, that's the sound I wanted. It's always like the little things too that mm-hmm. always get me hung up. Mm-hmm. Mixing, recording, anything. I'll just like I'll be I'm like, why am I not getting signal? I'll run around for like an hour and a fucking half, and it's just because I had the track muted or something. Yeah. <laughs> track but, muted or like your like cord wasn't actually. Broken. Yeah, it was like yeah. it looked like it was in, but yeah, the... <laughs> it's a nightmare. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Welcome in, guys. Uh, we've been recording for a couple minutes. Uh, I figured. Y'all just want to introduce yourselves and talk about the band. For yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. You go first. Uh, I'm Jesse. I'm the bass player for the Drive Down. I am Zach. I uh, play guitar and I uh, sing and write music and stuff like that for cool. the drive down. And uh, just addressing the elephant in the room right off the bat, I'm still not convinced y'all have a drummer. I know. I know. That's <laughs> he's okay. Right here. He's, he's just he's really with us and quiet. <laughs> in, in spirit, he's here. Yeah, he's a. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he's watching some indie horror movie that he was super jazzed about. I think I was telling you a little bit about that out, oh, yeah. uh, out yeah. in the lobby. But. Yeah, we've just been way too fucking busy to make anything line up. Yeah. Well, I think I saw, did like a little quick quick dive into your guys' stuff, and yeah. I think he's in like another band, maybe two other bands? He's or? in, uh, yeah, projects. so he's in, what's the band? It's a Three-Eyed Dragon, right? Yep, yeah, he's guitar for Three-Eyed Dragon, uh, friends of ours, I've known Gotcha. Most of those people for a long time. Just forgot their name. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> well, I always get confused because their Instagram handle is like different. That's a whole thing. But <laughs> and then uh, there's also his black metal project yeah. that he works oh, on. Oh, that sounds dope. Yeah. yeah. So I've actually uh, I was actually the one who engineered the last album that he worked on. We did it over the process of about two months, just going over to his house, my place, miking up different amps. Different cabs, live drums, vocals, all of it. Hell yeah. Are doing like the mayhem thing where you just put one fucking mic in the middle of the room and just play real bad? No, <laughs> you know we actually tried to give a fuck on this one. <laughs> <laughs> that way we could mess it up later in post. Yeah, just distort Ooh, the shit out of what's it. What's wrong with Call it black metal. <laughs> For the record, I don't want to piss off any mayhem fans, so you guys are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they just take it out on themselves, dude. <laughs> Man, no, I, I helped produce that record a tiny bit. Um, it was really fun because we normally don't work on like heavy music, really. Yeah. Um, we it, it was sort of a it was a breath of fresh air, I guess. A breath of fresh air. That's what I said. Yes, I, I believe that's the expression. <laughs> <laughs> it is an expression. Um, yeah. Black, no, no, it was fun though. It was fun. Black metal, um, from the standpoint of like what you guys do, is kind of like left field, right field. Yeah. So yeah, I would say polar opposites. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, as as far as each oh as far away from each other as you can get, but that that's what made it kind of fun. It's like okay, I had to forget kind of everything I kind of yeah. know to work on this, but it was fun. It was it was uh, it was really interesting. For me, it was almost a callback to my roots. Mm-hmm. So, back in like high school and stuff, I was in metal band after metal band, and then when I met Zach, that's when my musical direction really started to change but going back and working on a black metal album is kind of like falling back into old habits like oh yeah i remember how to do this yeah yeah this would sound cool you double up these guitars oh yeah there we go yeah it was um totally different than the production (laughs) that i'm used to with the drive down so because you do 
Your guys' production, right? Yeah, we, we, we do our, our own production. Oh, you do it as well? Yeah. We sort of co-produce each other. Okay, dope, yeah. Yeah. So, Zach will kind of create, like, a song structure. He'll come up to me and be like, hey, here's what I've got so far. And I'll say, okay, let's change the compressor on this. Let's add a saturation on this. Or, I like the reverb you added, but let's cut out some of the low end on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so like, I'm like the idea guy, and he just makes it sound not shit, you know? Like, that's <laughs> like producer engineer. That's literally Basically, like, yeah, exactly. it's just sort <laughs> exactly of, what it it's, is. it's nice. It's fun. <laughs> he does all, a lot of the writing and the production work, and I do a lot of, like, the technical side of the production. Oh, yeah. Like, every time that we've had to, like, mic up cabs or do different miking techniques for guitars, it's usually something I'm like, okay, well, let's give this a shot. It's like, how do you want it to sound? And, like... You do it and exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly he has to, he has is. to keep my attention. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, <It's>, uh, <laughs> you got some ADD going on yeah, or something. Hardcore. Right? <laughs> we both do, so that's always a fun challenge. Um, awesome. Do you guys find it hard, like producing your own stuff, like going at it like objectively? Yeah. Like, is that yeah. a struggle? Yes and no. It honestly depends on the mood and the project. Okay, I guess so. There's some there's some songs for me that when I'm working on them it, it just comes to me super quick like oh, okay this is what i want to do this is how i want it to sound and then there's other projects where i'll listen to it for six hours and not do a damn thing mm-hmm. like i have no idea where i want to go with this or where to even start like approaching a change or exactly yeah it's it's hard to be objective about your own mixes um 100 but but what we often do is we'll just if we're just sitting there, like I said, where we were just sitting there doing nothing, just kind of confused on what to do. Well, what I'll, what I'll often do is we'll sort of just sit back and just put on records and just listen to music and just like enjoy, yeah, music. Exactly, Instead of like stressing yourself out about music exactly. Just gonna take a break and sort of let our ears kind of reset a little bit, right? And then we'll we we'll come back to it, and then we'll well as well we'll compare mixes with songs that exist, right? Like we're like if does this sound like this song? Does you know? Yeah. So we we hold ourselves to a relatively high standard, um, but it's a we've got a limit limited budget at the moment. So. Limited. <laughs> Our budget's half of a ham sandwich, maybe three quarters. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the, a the twelve pack of Coors Banquet you guys bought and determination. That like, was yeah. our budget. That it was <laughs> the budget. That was our production budget for today. Oh yeah. Well, no, I was listening to your guys' stuff and like yeah. I really, I really dig it. So thank you. Um, I appreciate the that. The production's good. Uh, drums are sampled. Usually, sometimes, sometimes, hybrids. yeah, yeah, because yeah, the drums like sound real good and crisp, and then uh, I like the like tasteful uh, auto tune. I love like the at times it, yeah. it sounds real fucking good. So <laughs> some people like to shit on auto auto tune. I see it as a tool. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah, if you a... overuse it, and that's the entirety of like your career is just being an auto tune vocalist. Yeah. yeah, cool. Hey, if you. If it's your niche, it's your yeah, niche. Yeah, I mean, T Pain did it. It's but not T-Pain what can I sing like a god. Do. Yeah, I mean, he's but, so good. But he still yeah. did it. <laughs> he knew he could sing like a god, but he still used auto tune because it was oh, yeah. like it was a creative tool. Yeah, auto tune's <laughs> dope. Like, um, because like like the way you guys use it, it's like an effect. You know, yes, it's like it's a reverb or a delay too. or like a whatever. But like, yeah, the people that like you can't sing and so you auto tune everything and like the live shows <laughs> yeah. kind of like detrimental yeah. to everything else because you can't sing. It's just kind of, it's not cheating because I don't believe just cheating in music or like art of any kind. But it's a little lazy. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it can be for sure, yeah. definitely. Not always. I mean, I've seen some artists who, like, you know, they're, like, really good vocal or not vocalists, but, like, like uh, wordsmiths, right? So they don't really care as much about singing as much as the words they spit. So, like, I, I can understand it. It's a circumstantial thing. Okay. But <laughs> usually... Usually, yeah. Kind of lazy. But <laughs> and have you guys Sorry. noticed, like, uh, like doing the engineering and, like, producing stuff? Like, can you hear auto-tune and, like, popular music? Oh, yeah. Like, I can yeah. tell. Yeah, you can hear pretty instantly. It crazy, yeah. man. <laughs> no, all the time. Uh, <laughs> every song I listen to, I'm just like, about, does this have auto-tune? Like, some people yeah. say it doesn't have a tone, but, like, it's got a little bit of, like, a something of, to There's it. a tamper yeah. to the auto-tune that you can... T- you can kind of tell, like, okay, that's not 100% analog. It just that's has a little this digital. slightly weird sort of compression to the audio. That it's like you an can uncanny just, valley-ness. To yeah, exactly. That's a good yeah, way to describe exactly. it, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, how exa- that's exactly how I would describe it. It's like, I don't know. You can kind of hear it in, like, the, the, the difference between the notes, usually. Like the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That weird little, like, I don't even know, like a flub that it makes. Yeah, it's a digital is. slide. Yeah. Like, yeah. Here's a note, and here's a note. But... <laughs> what do we do in between? And I used to always shit on auto tune, but like growing up, like I was like, "Ha, use auto tune? What the fuck? <laughs> Learn to nerd. sing." Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, but like now I'm like, "Oh, this is so fun." <laughs> like, yeah, for like yeah. what twenty two ninety nine a month, you just get to fuck around with it. And yeah, do whatever exactly. you want. So yeah. yeah, might as well. No, I love it. It's great. <laughs> cool. We uh, we've been fucking with Melodyne a little bit. Um, that's more important than auto tune for us. Yeah. I, I like Melodyne better, anyways. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like the UI, just in general. I like the graph mode in Melodyne. So oh, me too. Oh, the yeah. auto tune yeah. one. It's great. Oh, yeah. I love having the, a UI where you can like see all your notes and you can go through and like, manage each one. Right? Yeah, just... and like the polyphonic function. Yeah, dude, it's like super so dope. Cool. It works pretty good. and <laughs> Usually, <laughs> sometimes yeah, it's usually. finicky. But it's playing I mean, like big acoustic guitar chords you're usually kind of <laughs> fucked but yeah yeah that's I tried that the other <laughs> did day did you do that yeah yeah i was like would this work <laughs> the answer is no oh, okay. no it does no, not, it does not. Uh, especially when you like double the track up and then you try to fuck with it it's just no. it's, yeah game over man nah. <laughs> cool well so, uh yeah, like I was saying, I, I dig your guys' shit. Yeah, um, I've done sound for you guys, I guess, like twice. Yeah, yeah. At a couple house shows and all that. Um, like when you guys are writing a song, what's the approach usually? Uh, you touched on it a little bit. He kind of has an idea and you guys make it happen, but is there more to it than that? or? Um, well, it, it, it's there's no hard process with us. It's kind of just however a song writes itself, it just kind of happens, right? Um, like some sometimes we'll just have this... For this most recent record, right, um, it's been a lot of songs that we'll kind of write, like like the music, we'll just write all the music out, then I'll like take things I've written and add them in, and we'll kind of build the Like song. a notepad with like little Yeah, it's, well, it's just my notes app in my phone, that's where like everything is. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's like my, my yeah. vault. <laughs> that's like 85% of people I know yeah. too, just got the notes app on the phone. Yeah, no one can look through it. It's like as my <laughs> deepest secret. It has my diary. Has yeah, it has everything. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, there's no. I guess there's no one approach. Sometimes I'll just take a line I like and I'll put a few chords to it, and that's it. Um, like we have some slightly folksier songs on this new record. Those are more of like a natural approach, like with just being an acoustic guitar, right? But there's other songs that are strictly 
or like entirely made digitally. You know, like there's was there's a new song called "Before Together" we're working on. It's very '80s sounding. It's oh, very, okay. very, um, very pop, but like, it's like all MIDI. And then another song is no MIDI. <laughs> oh, so, so you guys are approaching it from like all different. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's just again, it's like we're so fucking ADHD. <laughs> yeah. We can't stick to one thing or one approach or one sound. We yeah. like to. Uh, really just get out of the box and just play with stuff. And uh, does like does every song you guys write make it to a release? Or no. do you oh, like, God, write no. songs and then you're like, fuck this, start over? Yeah, there I, are songs that he we gets held on to for five years. <laughs> yeah, we have songs that we wrote like six years ago or something that we're yeah. still working on. <laughs> just yeah. like you, you don't play them live or nothing? You're nope. just like trying to flesh it out still? Usually not. Yeah. Usually we don't play them live. Sometimes we'll... Sneak it in, see if we vibe with it. If we're like, eh, we could do that better, we'll just cut it and yeah. just cut it. revisit it later. Dang. See, that that takes some, like, patience, though, too. Because, like, uh, <laughs> back when I was in a band, we would, like, write a song three days before our next show and be like, oh, yeah. we wrote the song. That's the new song. And, like, go play it. I mean, we've done that before. Oh, yeah. You know? We've definitely okay. but, done that. But usually it's a longer process. Like... Some songs, anything to be with you off our last record. That took what? It was like two days. Yeah. It was like two days from like writing to recording to finished. Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. Okay. It was like right before we were like going to put the, the, the EP out. We we're like, okay, we need another song. This isn't working. Just smashed one out. <laughs> just smashed one out. We just recorded it. We mixed it. Um, sounds all right. You know? yeah, oh, yeah. So <laughs> it was, uh, it depends. Depends, man. <laughs> yeah. Like with everything. Like with it, everything in life. There's no hard rules. <laughs> but, um, oh man. I'm saying but um a lot. That's cool. That's fine. I'll cut all the but ums out. No, they have to sit through. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, uh, I have the naming convention for the podcast where, like, I find, like, the most out of pocket thing or like the funniest <laughs> thing and that's what i call the episode yeah <laughs> that's a strong but um is a strong contender oh, right man. now to make it oh uh, yeah we got a little longer we'll see what <laughs> yeah we got about uh 45 minutes more to oh, say oh, some you haven't heard anything from me yet <laughs> warming up bro cool well um yeah like i was saying before um i've done sound for you guys at like house shows and stuff i know that you yeah. guys don't just play house shows no um no what's like the coolest place you guys played around town we played Probably Rebel Lounge. Yeah, I would say Rebel Lounge would be the coolest one we've done we just so love far. Rebel Lounge. Yeah. So, I don't know. I grew up going there, um, and I always wanted to play there. And I actually never played there. We we've been a band for like seven years, yeah. something like that. We've never played there until this year. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Yeah. yeah so it was it, for some reason it just never the stars never aligned in that way. So we played Rebel Lounge. That was really fun. Um, I really loved that. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? We've done some pretty cool bars, some yeah. really cool open mic nights at some really cool places. I'm trying to think of another really cool venue that we've done that really floored me. Probably, um, I don't know. We were gonna play uh, the Lost Leaf. Yeah. Oh, yeah, did that shut down or or I heard something did about they, that, right? Did they shut down. I wouldn't be too shocked given the neighborhood. <laughs> well, we we got a few inches away from playing there once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we. Uh, well, you can tell that one. I'm this was fun. <laughs> yes, please grab me one. Yeah. So. Do I need one too? Is this is this like real bad? Yeah, do you want one? <laughs> no, I got you one. Probably need one. 
Uh, so we get to the Lost Leaf in downtown Phoenix. Get all parked. Get our shit out of the car. And parking everything. is fucking terrible, by the parking way. Parking is fucking awful What there. a fucking nightmare. This whole <laughs> night was a nightmare. Thank you. We, uh... I got one. Oh, was that for me? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted me to pass it to him. That's oh, my bad. <laughs> we, uh... So he gets to the Lost Leaf. First guy goes on. Super cool. He's uh, been a friend of ours. Yeah. Dave. Well, Dave Dramedy, yeah. He's yeah, cool. he's cool. I like him. He's cool. He's from L.A. He's That's about 30 seconds into his first <laughs> song, and the phone rings at the bar. And we're thinking, okay, you know, it's probably some guy who's like, hey, you guys open. It's a Wednesday night. Yeah, are you guys still serving food or some shit like that? Yeah. yeah. So I'm stepping outside to go hit my vape. And as I'm doing that, I hear like a ba 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 ba. Like, okay, cool. Car's backfiring. Yeah. Bartender yells out over the phone, everybody away from the doors and the windows. Yo. Yeah. Active shooter. Active shooter. Oh, fuck. So we cram ourselves all into a giant huddle as far yeah, away like from any doors and windows. Stage or something? Like... On the stage. Jesus. So. Where Lost Leaf is, for those who might not be too familiar, it's Roosevelt and 3rd Street, I think it is. Something, I, I know it's Roosevelt, it's, I think, yeah. It's yeah, Roosevelt I think it's, and something. Rose, we'll call it 3rd for the sake of this. The shooting was on Roosevelt and 1st. Oh, so like 800 uh, feet away <laughs> dude. from us. Yeah, it was super fun. Damn. We have not been back since. I still and have then, a drink token for them. And I then, feel like <laughs> just showing up and be like, hey, free drink. They did pay us. Though. They did pay us. They I mean, that's pay dope. Us. Three bucks. Yeah. You paid three bucks? Like what, you're yes. like 10% of the bar tab or something? Yeah. 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 Damn. <laughs> Man, um, that, was inter- that was not fun. No, that's one thing about uh, like getting in the scene down here that just kind of like I'm out of touch with because yeah. I was 25 years old when I moved away from Montana. Yeah. And so like coming from like a 40,000 person town to like Phoenix, Arizona... It's fucking yeah, culture dude. shock, dude. No, I get it. It's quite a difference. Yeah. I think um, we're the seventh largest city in in the United States. Something like that. But no, like, yeah. even, like, I was door dashing for a minute, like, when I was going to crash and, you know, wanting to, like, die because I was so busy and stressed out. Yeah. But, like, I went to a Bosa Donuts one night, and there was just, like, 20 cop cars, police tape, all that <laughs> shit. Someone got shot, like, five minutes before I showed up to, like, pick up a smoothie or something. And, yeah, yeah man, it's weird. Welcome to Arizona. <laughs> On top of the fucking what? Like, I think US record, like 110. Heat. 20 yeah. days in a row. It's been a record-breaking heat. Next God. 10 days, not going to stop. God, and global that's... warming isn't real. <laughs> oh, we're going to get fucking political now, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can cut that out if we need to. I'll just put in an Al Gore ad, like, right yes. now. Yeah. <laughs> just, a, just get a picture of, like, Futurama Al Gore. Or, like, the fucking Man Bear Pig. Or <laughs> man Bear, Bear Pig. Pig. We're yes. so sorry, Man Bear Pig. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we're so sorry, Al Gore. <laughs> man, I, uh... Phoenix is weird, because I grew up in a smaller town as well. I grew up in a small town outside of Austin, Texas. Okay. Um, Phoenix, I've, I've lived in bigger cities as well. I've lived in Seattle. I've lived in San Francisco. Um, Phoenix is weird, because it still feels like the suburbs, even in Phoenix. Yeah. It still kind of has, like, this 
slightly small town or like smaller town feel to it despite being massive and what i mean by that is that it gets really boring um and hot <laughs> mostly hot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just gets yeah i don't <laughs> uh are you from around here or? yeah so i'm actually born and raised in chandler arizona oh okay which dope. has been really convenient for a lot of things internships for when i went through crafts and then oh and i'm sure like you had like an apartment lined up and like you were already living here and stuff yeah Yeah, i got to live with my folks while i went to crafts so that was super awesome weight off the shoulders for sure oh my god yes (laughs) that was fantastic so hard it would have been a nightmare especially with just the random test dates like oh by the way you got to come in today at 11 for a 20 minute test or like the bullshit like uh whatever cycle like four or five i think Mm. where you have the like literally 9 p.m to like 6 a.m like overnight session that you have to do that fucked up my sleep schedule for like two weeks oh yeah because i I had to work before and after that and go to class and like Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) the cycle five project you have to do the eight inputs simultaneously of in of a signal in a recording studio from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m., I think it was. And then mixed down was 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. Yeah, because you had to book it, like, back-to-back. And, oh, my God, yeah. It was a nightmare. Good I remember times. doing 10th Cycle Project, actually, with Zach. We got a couple of guitar oh, amps yeah. together. Mm-hmm. We got a Vox. I forget which model it was. A 66 Fender Bassman with a 2x15 cab. And some other third amp. And just did a wet-dry-wet setup. All verge of breakup tones, all slight amount of reverb is one of the best guitar tones I have ever gotten. Oh, yeah. And it ended up on nothing. Like, you didn't, yeah, you we didn't never use used it with it. anything? You didn't, like... Nope. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, was, was that, like, a drive-down thing, or was that... It was kind of just a me, like, hey, I need to do a project, and you want to experience yeah. a really cool studio. I wanted night. to I wanted <laughs> to see what, if we could get any cool stuff down, because we were writing some songs at the time, and I was like, let's do some guitar tracking. He's like, okay. Oh, yeah. And then we did it, and then the songs never got done. <laughs> Dude, I think that same story applies to, like... So I graduated with, like, 16 people. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone's 10th cycle turned into anything. No. Like, yeah. everyone did something, but just... Yeah. No. It's a project. <laughs> it's a school project. Like, you do it just as long as you have to to get it done, and then you never touch it again. Well, and it's, like, it's not even for a grade. Yeah. It's like, so you get privileges to use Studio F&G yeah. for like the five weeks that you have left on campus, which I didn't even do. Yeah, neither did I. I didn't even use it. Like, that, that is my, I have two complaints with the school. One, I wish it was honestly longer. Agreed. If they spent an extra week on each cycle, like instead of three weeks of education, you got four, like yeah. three weeks of education and then a week of practical exercise on it. And two... Having some of the really cool, nice studio stuff that you're going to go out and experience in the studios, you only have access to it for three weeks. Yeah, that... Like, the mixdown labs for mastering studio, I don't think I ever set foot in, except for class time, because it was during the last three weeks when you're... Stress the your, fuck out about the finals and all that other your stuff. finals, yeah. finding your internship, am I moving halfway across the country in two oh, yeah. weeks... Yeah, no, I uh, I kind of had the same gripes with it, too. Like, I loved it. Um, I moved here for it, changed my whole life to come down here for it. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
But like my biggest thing was, I think that they should have had like elective where like if you wanted to do like the video game or like the wireless or like the stuff, like you should have been able to choose that over like something else. Yeah. Because like, bro, I'm never going to do the video game audio. I'm never going to do the theater stuff. I'm never going to do like a good third of the stuff we learned I'm never going to think about ever again. Yeah. I'll tell you the most useful things that I ever came out of from that school. Signal flow, because that is fucking ingrained into my brain now. I mean, even as a band playing live, yeah, uh, signal flow is important. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And have, live yeah. sound audio, because I have so, used live yeah. sound audio for more things than I have studio <laughs> audio. Oh, it's true. being in a band. Well, and performing in, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially with the setup that we have where we don't use live amps. Yeah, because you guys have yeah. that really cool little, like, rack thing that... So, we have a digital magic box. Yeah, magic box. And we have a six-unit uh, rack case, which has a digital mixer and our wireless in-ear monitors in it. Mm-hmm. I wired up everything, programmed everything, got it all like set. So all we have to do is show up with the rack unit, plug our wireless systems for our guitars into it, send it to the front of house. Just give your stereo out to the board, done. and you're yeah, yeah exactly. We don't have to rely on a sound guy changing the mix or say we walk into a bar and that half drunk, half high sound guy is nowhere <laughs> to be found. Yeah. We don't oh, have yeah. to worry about missing a sound check because we've already gotten our sound check. Because you are your done. own sound check. Like, yeah. We don't have to worry about the monitor mixes because we have in your monitors. And I think the only the only problem that like personally I had, which I think mm-hmm. was it the Lugie show or the Shinebox show where we had like that crazy low end feedback. It was the uh, Shinebox. The Shinebox show. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. I don't know what that was. I I at think all. it was just like we were in like a fucking in a box. fourteen by fourteen living room yeah. with a tile floor. Yeah, I just think it, it was, was just, just the acoustics were not having it. Just terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Which is fair. Like not every venue is gonna have the best acoustics. Well, and then like when you say venue, you know, yeah. we were in some guy's living room. Yeah, but <laughs> venue as in place we show up and play music. Oh yeah. Anywhere's a venue if you're brave enough. Exactly. Yeah, Indian school in third. Yeah. Yeah. If you're brave enough. Is that some <laughs> kind of inside joke? Indian school in third, or? You're, oh, you're thinking twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. Okay. Cut, cut that out. That was stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did a brain not work. A brain not work. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. <laughs> a brain not work. A brain not work. <laughs> Words, man. I've been sick the last few days. I'm fine now. Don't worry. But um, yeah, I don't even care. <laughs> I'm not ready to move. So if I get sick and I like have less responsibility <laughs> moving, whatever, man. My girlfriend... <laughs> She's a trooper. She can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you do. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, what were we talking about before I forgot the stupid street? Our uh, live setup. Right, yeah. Continue. So. <laughs> the big thing that spurred us on with our live setup, or at least spurred me on, was we were doing a show down at the Trunk Space in downtown Phoenix. Had to park, like, about a mile away, I would say. God, Pretty far. Roughly. Because yeah. <laughs> downtown Phoenix parking, good luck. Well, just anywhere. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. And I had a 2 by 15 inch uh, speaker cabinet for my bass rig. 
Probably weighed 150 pounds. About 90. Lowest. <laughs> 150 with the Ampeg head. That was with it. Yeah. Uh, then my bass and the pedals and then all of Zach's stuff. And I remember looking at him in the parking lot of Trunk Space like, I'm never doing this again. No. I and I stuck it. by it. I immediately sold that cab like the <laughs> next day. We were like, do we need amps? Do we need stage? it? Yeah. And the answer, honestly, no. And we found out the answer is actually not really. Um, is it nice to have a live amp? Sure. Yeah, I mean, like, and like, you'll never replace the sound of like a good live, like proper amplifier. Oh, yeah. But... 99% <laughs> of the people in the audience can't tell the difference. I mean, 99% yeah. of the people just fucking plugged like the bass into a di box exactly and, you know and that was my that was a whole nother reason why i did my pedal board the way i do so i'm all digital with my stuff okay. amp modeling digital compressors all of that because one of my friends showed up to a venue full bass rig like a double stack 800 watt tube head the works god damn yeah and the engineer had her plug into a DI box. It's like so sad. Didn't even turn on the amp. <laughs> she got it all set up on stage, lugged it down there oh, just for geez. it to be a stage prop. And you know, it was like up or down a flight of stairs and like all this bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was even like uh, um, at the Lugie show. I think it was the Vinyl Faces. Those yeah. dudes brought like a literally six foot tall fucking bass amp. Yeah. yeah. It sounded great, but holy fuck, holy did the fuck, neighbors yeah. also agree with that it sounded great. They did agree, I think. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's not just because it's like, oh, heavy stuff, we're tired of it. Um it the the main reason is we're kind of just trying to like simplify everything because we're we're still throwing together a live show. Oh, yeah. Um it's gonna be <clears throat> relatively complex and having to deal with just more amplifiers and thing, more things on stage than there's going to be. It's just, like, a lot to deal with, like, cable management. It's going to suck. Well, so if you guys like, are running, like, in-ears, too, you could have, yeah. like, a silent stage, and y'all have, like, the backing tracks and, like, your fake drummer That's, playing yeah. and, like, all that fake, good stuff. Yeah, our imaginary <laughs> drummer. <laughs> but that that is actually exactly what we do when we were doing... Rebel Lounge, I think it was. Yeah. I think we had the full setup for Rebel Lounge. We had zero amps on stage. Like, the headliner had their amps on stage, so there was, like, marshals and everything on the back. Yeah. But, All the stuff that looks real sexy, but, like, doesn't really uh, matter at a bar. And we yeah. were going through none of it. Because <laughs> yeah. we were just using our digital yeah. thing. The only sources of, like, microphones on stage were the drums and the vocal mic. Yeah. Which made everything so much clearer for the vocals because there's no feedback, there's no guitar feeding into the oh yeah, it just makes know, everything sound better rumble. too. Yeah, everything's been a lot more clear ever since we went ampless, and I personally don't see us going back except for like yeah. one offs. We'll do like one offs or like if we if we're not using synthesizers or anything like that, like if we're doing yeah. a very stripped back event, then we'll probably use amps. Yeah. However. We had a we had a hard time blending our backing tracks and like synthesizers live with our instruments and with getting that mix with the monitors right and that was just always such a fucking hassle. We would spend it's a always good, a hassle. Yeah. yeah, we would spend a good like half hour to forty five minutes at the beginning of every re rehearsal just dialing sound in. Yeah, it mm -hmm. sucked. It was awful. Like, I don't want to waste an hour out of our two and a half hours 
Yeah. Just making it so we can hear what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Well, and monitor mixing too, like, especially like in tiny venues, like usually the front of house guys also doing the monitor mix and like, you're pretty limited with shit you can do a lot of the time. Yeah, always. It's it's really hard to work around when our songs sound kind of, you know, as big as they do. They're, They're not, you know, it's not like they're four-track songs. I mean, we have yeah. songs that exceed 112 tracks. No shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. God damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that including, like, you know, like, if you do, like, a chorus guitar and, like, a verse guitar and, like, a pre-chorus yeah. guitar, like, are those counting? Yeah, yeah, they're, just... we're counting that, yeah. yeah. But... <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what the fuck that was. I've never heard that sound before. That was cool. <laughs> Is there a ghost in here? I, you know, I really don't know. Um, I know that when I was interning, they had, yeah. like, a metal, like, parapet up around, like, the AC units and stuff. Cool, yeah. And I went up there with a fucking cordless drill, and I ripped all the metal off and, like, threw it off the roof and, like, stuff. Um, and we have, like, a pretty bad pigeon problem, but I don't think pigeons were in the wall. I would hope not. Yeah, that would be... Wall pigeons. Pretty wild. <laughs> Cool. You're just recording a session, <laughs> and you're you're fucking there's fucking pigeons in the wall. Very quietly, like you can't really hear it, but if you listen for it, it's like it's like the first war album. You can hear the traffic outside when they're not playing. Oh yeah, Duguar just did the tiny desk. Did you see that? Yes, I love that. Did loved they do a that. tiny desk? They yes. did a so tiny cool. desk. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, there's a documentary, I think it's on Shudder. Um, oh, yeah. Like a Guar documentary and shit. And like, it's really fucking dope. I, I would love to watch that. It's yeah. so cool. <laughs> That's a band that I've always been fascinated with, but I've just never been able to like really wrap my mind around the lore behind. Well, dude, they have like a fucking comic book and they have like, I think, two movies and then like their stage shows like part of the story and like, if you don't like get their email list, you don't know the story and yeah, yeah, it's gotta be dedicated. It's pretty crazy. But I would love to see them. (laughs) Oh, same. I want to get covered in fake blood at a Guar concert. That'd be great. I know a dude, um, I worked at a hockey rink and this guy was like just this fucking lifer he was gonna work at the hockey rink like deli for the rest of his life but he would always talk about how he would go to guar like two times a year and just wear all white everything yeah and get like covered in like fake blood fake cum like whatever the hell they spray on you come out red and he would like frame them and like put them on his wall that was like his like prize like his pride and joy was just like all these guar t-shirts guar tie-dye yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's great which like I don't know if I went, I would do that. I'd probably do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it'd be pretty sick. Be awesome. Yeah. So, hey babe, can we hang up my uh, my guar tie dye shirt? <laughs> can I put the guar tie dye shirt on while we fuck? Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that can be you? cut out. No, we're gonna leave that. In. <laughs> That's the name of the 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 episode. The guar tie dye shirt. The guar tie dye shirt. <laughs> we. We're, I feel like we're a weird band. Back, kind of changing course a little bit. But I feel like <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're a we're a weird fucking band because like we make like alternative music and like indie pop music. Kind I of would shit, say like right? on the fringe of like emo too. We we dabble in a lot of emo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, we but definitely do. There's dabble. there's reason behind that, and it's because we used to be like a punk 
emo kind of band. And we grew up in like metal bands. Okay. Like hardcore shit, thrash, thrash bands, thrash, thrash bands. <laughs> uh, so we, we grew up in like, you know, the hardcore shit. And, but, um, just as we grew up, we just kind of started just making more, more things. Yeah. And so we still have a lot of that heritage within us, the sort of, you know, metal, punk, hardcore scene, like especially emo music that, that bleeds a lot. And especially oh, yeah. this new record, you're going to hear a lot of it. Yeah. But, um, it, it's, we don't. It's not that we don't like that music anymore, because we do. We still, I still love that music. Oh yeah. It's just that we branched out. Yeah, we just just trying new stuff. Yeah, you know, like just don't want to be held down. <laughs> to every now and again, I'll throw on a classic '80s thrash metal album. Yeah. And then I'll go back and I'll listen to like Michael Jackson after. Yeah, yeah like I'll yeah. throw on like Mayhem. You know, <laughs> I'll, th- I, yeah. I'll listen to, to that, and then I'll like go back and I'll uh, listen to Tom Petty, or um. I'll throw on some like electronic music, like John Hopkins or Brian Eno or something. It's just weird stuff. <laughs> you know? I think that helps you like as an artist too. Yeah, like oh, if absolutely. you don't just listen to emo or like just metalcore, yeah. like it helps you. You know, like oh, I'm writing the metal song, but like hey, this pop hook's real sick. Like, yeah. Let me put something yep. like that into it. And yeah, exactly. I can't tell you how many times I've heard a song and I've been like, huh, I wonder if we could steal that. And I text oh, Zach man. and I'm like, hey, there's an idea that yeah. I have. Art's just stealing and without getting caught. caught. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just repetition, right? Like, yeah, I mean, for the most part, right? It's there's just... only so many notes and so many scales and so many combinations that sound good. Well, that's why I think, however many months ago it was, like Ed Sheeran won that lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think if he would have lost that lawsuit, like music would have been fucked. That would have yeah, been a 100%. bad thing. Because like everything's yeah. derivative, and yeah. like you said, there's fucking twelve notes, and there's like what. 14 scales or some shit that's it yeah. like it, it when you can't like use that or like you know uh c g d c that's like, every fuck fucking country song like, you know like yeah. <laughs> no copyright a fucking g d c progression like, yeah like, you know, like, like when it comes down to it like it's literally just science it's how yeah, like the the music fits together like it can only go so many ways you can only do it so many ways exactly so. and there's there's hard baked in reasons why those chord progressions sound good and so I'm not going to dilute myself by not using those oh, progressions yeah. or, I don't know, a fucking lawyer's not going to tell me <laughs> what I can fucking write. But like an 85-year-old congressman's going to be like, oh, we got to make laws against this because I like yeah. a fucking Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I like Frank Sinatra, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to have an issue here, man, if you try to bogart my chords. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me and lawyers have a score to settle. Would you get sued or something? Oh, no. No, I just really fucking hate lawyers. <laughs> I, I consider... <laughs> what do you mean by that? Every lawyer I see <laughs> mean by is a tar- I want to just, like, take a slingshot with an egg and give them an egg mustache. Okay. Just don't like, like lawyers. All lawyers do is screw people over, try and take as much money from them... And if you lose your lawsuit with them, oh, guess what? You still owe me $80,000. Yeah. I've never been into that part of it. <laughs> yeah. I did a lot of, like, music copyright law with Crass. Yeah, And yeah. doing some research on that. Yeah. Shit's fucked mm-hmm. when it comes to music contracts and music law. It's like, unless great, you are yeah. airtight up and down, you're still going to get screwed over, even if you are yeah. airtight up yeah. and down. Like, some suit in 
a record office is still going to see it and be like, oh, they misspelled this one word. This contract is invalid. Or, oh, they didn't use a comma here. It's invalid. I forget what, a, what lawsuit it was a couple years ago, but it was some major case. And it got thrown out because they're you know, incorrect punctuation. Damn. Like, like, would the outcome have been any different? Like, depending I, on the... I think it was a Red for Ed case, like, five, six years ago. There was something that was like, oh, well, we're not going to see this suit because it was, like, submitted five minutes past the deadline and you didn't have everybody's <laughs> signature on this, so we're just going to throw out the whole case. Oh, yeah. That's no. what I do, too. Like, I, that's every lawyer. Every single lawyer I've ever met has been slimy and shady and not to be trusted. <laughs> this is just turning into yeah, lawyer dude. slander. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, as this all the lawyers that are listening to this podcast, maybe there's none. But if you're ever on death row, bro, you're fucked. Like, yeah. Like, like, there's, <laughs> you ain't got nothing. <laughs> nah. Like, if you have to... If you have to dress up it's in a... continue. Yes, I'll get off my soapbox, but... I just fucking hate people who get to dress up in suits and say, oh, well, actually, this is what's happening because I have a degree and you made a mistake. Yeah. I, I, like, I, yeah. I agree Your life that, is yeah. in my hands because I was obedient enough to sit behind class for eight years. We can cut all of that out. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I just don't know how to transition that back into your band. Yeah, please. I don't let's either. Find a way. <laughs> I don't either. Um, I don't know. Guitars or something? We, we hate lawyers because we play guitar. Yes. And... Guitar lawyers. Blues lawyers. No. <laughs> Joe Bonamassa. <laughs> Taking a brief second from the podcast to remind you that this is brought to you by Premier Studios. For information about the studio or how you can book with us, go to premierstudiosaz.com. All right, so we're coming back from the break. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you guys about uh, the song Ending Serenade. Sure. Uh, is there any like particular meaning behind that or something? Because that's like one of my favorite songs you guys got out. I appreciate that. Um, song... Doesn't have a meaning. Not. I mean, it's about, you know, it's about a girl. <laughs> like all good sad songs are, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. To say a lot, a lot of our shit are. is about a girl to some degree, you know. Yeah. But um, that's the emo heritage coming back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's either about like, how like my emotions or a girl or, hometown. It's <laughs> a good emos like emotions, girl, being broke. Or your hometown sucks. Yeah, that, that's those are the it's categories. Always good, like base place. Those are the start. genres. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what most of our songs are about. That song is, you know, when you call me up at two a.m. I wrote that right after like she called me up at two a.m. Yeah. That was that song was written three years ago. That's the thing. Okay. So it's another older song. Yeah. I wrote it like twenty twenty. Um, COVID. Yeah, COVID. Oof. Yeah. A lot was written in COVID because. We were all very emo during that. When you just have <laughs> nothing else to do. I'd, I wrote like eight and... EPs. None of them good. <laughs> but it allowed me to sort of like get all my shit out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like be able to focus more. Um, so <laughs> I 
misdirection. But that 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 song is really fun. Um, it's it's not it's really literal, in its uh in its lyrics. Like the first line, even it's like white walls and uh, burnt church tiles. Um, that's literally just like where I was at. It was like a burnt down church. You're doing with, like some like, spelunking or something. Or? I was. It was just we used to hang out. Um, when I was when I was a little younger, we would used to hang out at a. Uh, this um this old church in the middle of the woods. It's just like where we where we hung out, hang out after school. In Arizona? Um, or? No, and it was in Texas. So, oh, okay, yeah. So that during, makes more sense. During the pandemic, the I moved back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the forest out here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, during twenty twenty, I moved back to uh the town I grew up in in Texas, and um I would just I was kind of reminisce a lot, and I would just be walking around and just like writing shit. That was just one of those lines. So it's just like, it's it's, it's a very literal song. It's just like when you call me up at two a.m. Yeah, and then going Fuck into like the, the ending part, like the I don't need you, I don't need you, I don't need like, you. The, like okay, yeah. like it's like that's me telling, that's me talking to myself in that line. That's me telling, I don't need you, I don't need you. <sighs> you know, like trying to it's convince like, yourself not to like call yeah, him back or text him back. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's like you want to, but you know you shouldn't. It's that that's what that song is. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> I know that's about I won't say your name, but Currently we're looking for a fourth member for the band. Looking for a guitar player, somebody who can handle leads, rhythms, backing vocals. Eventually keyboards and maybe some synth stuff live. Not really required. Not it's a requirement, like, but ideal. Yeah. Uh, ideally, somebody within the range of, what, 21 to 24, 25? Yeah. Somebody yeah. around our age range, somebody we can vibe with and like hang out with. Like common interests, all that good stuff, like a good vibe. and Exactly. Yeah. Somebody we can be homies with outside of the band. Oh, yeah. And not like our last person who tried out for the band. <laughs> oh, let's talk about that. Let's yeah, talk about we'll that. Drop his name. If you say the name, I'll beep it out. But we don't. No, we no, we're not gonna... I don't even remember his name. I so. do. <laughs> we're not gonna drop it. So, oh my gosh, what a nightmare! This was an absolute shit show of a rehearsal. So we go to rehearse in Scottsdale. Yeah, we go to music club. We tell this guitarist who slides up on our story, like, "Hey, meet us here." He's saying, okay, yeah, hey, I'm 19, but I've got, you know, this really high-end rig that I've got, like... You know it's a nightmare when they're talking about the gear. Yes. The gear is, like, the mm-hmm. last thing you talk the, about when you're joining This someone. is the only person who did slid up on our story in, like, months. <laughs> so we're going to take what we had. We're just like, okay, let's just give this guy a try. Let's give yeah. it a shot. So we go, do the rehearsal, and at the very end... He says, oh, by the way, I have something to tell you guys. I'm like, okay, great. This is this is not going to go well automatically. <laughs> says, yeah, by the way, I'm not 19. I'm actually 17. Whoa. And we're just like... Uh, At first, we were kind of like, okay, well, you know, props. Cool for you. You want to be in the band, whatever. Then as we're getting out to the car, I start telling the guys, like, hey, you know, this is probably not a good idea. Yeah. The second he is seen holding a beer standing next to us at a venue. You're liable. We're 
fucked. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I don't think 17-year-olds can, like, play bars. You have to be out of there by 9 p.m. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I mean, We don't even you... go on till 9 p.m. <laughs> Usually not, yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's just, like, logistically, it wasn't gonna work. No, yeah. And B... You lied to a fucking us. seventeen-year-old in the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so I, I'm guessing you guys are like twenty-five-ish, right? I'm twenty-two. Twenty-three. So, like, what do you have in common with the fucking junior in high school? <laughs> Thank Nothing. <you>. Nothing. <laughs> and the whole, you know, I get what he was trying to do. He was trying to like be in a band. He was trying to be cool. I get it. But you know, it's just like the legal issues and the logistical nightmares that come with that oh, are just yeah. too much. And also, you're really young so yeah. <laughs> you're like technically literally a child you are a child in yeah. the eyes of the law you are a child yeah. i'm not being responsible so bye bye yeah but, um, um like was he good he was decent like if he was like 22 would he have like joined the band or probably not probably <laughs> if i'm not. being honest yeah i mean he he fits some of the criteria but it just wasn't there it was Man, just he went on about his guitar tone for like a good 30 minutes and oh, so i was yeah. like this better be fucking good. And then it was just like all low mids. And we were just like, just like, it was, just, it was a great, it was a great loop in my bedroom guitar tone. Yeah. 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 Like when you're soloing over something that you write. Yeah. Yeah. When you get like really baked at two in the morning and you're like, oh, this is the greatest That's thing the man has written. Yeah. Exactly. That. When you get yeah. super stoned and think that you're going to start like a sludge metal band. That yeah. Was yeah, yeah. That was the sound. <laughs> that was his It was literally like the sound. It was like yeah. all like low mids, just like horrible. It was like, a, like an orange amp with like a, like a blanket over it. That was the tone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, probably wouldn't. Yeah. Have, probably not going to work out. Yeah. Um, we, don't, we don't ask a lot. <laughs> do you guys find it tough? So, because, like, in Montana, where yeah. I'm from, like, starting a band is, like, the hardest person to find is a drummer. Yeah. And then all the drummers are in, like, seven different fucking bands. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have yeah. to practice at, like, 9 p.m. on a Tuesday because that's when the drummer's available. That's literally when we practice, dude. 9 okay. p.m. on <laughs> <Yeah>. Tuesday. 8.30 <laughs> on Tuesday. Yeah. But, like, do you guys find it hard, like, even in, like, this big-ass metropolitan area to, like, find competent musicians or people to jam with or i'm gonna say yeah yes but we're also picky okay when it comes to that so yeah yeah. so i want to emphasize the word competent yes yeah (laughs) i'm not i don't want to trash the scene there's a lot of absolutely amazing artists out here there's a lot of really awesome people not all of you are though (laughs) <laughs> like, <laughs> and specifically to you just you <laughs> you <laughs> no but I, and no disrespect to anyone but we're just we just want someone who can fill that role in a really really uh we're very natural picky as to what we are looking for zach and i yeah when it comes to a fourth band member and honestly it could come down to like You've got the chops. You've got this, like the skills, the tone, everything we're looking for. The sex appeal. But if you can't hang with us, and be, if you can't be homies with us, yeah. that's gonna be a major problem. That's the yeah. No, like if you can't like hang. Then. If you can't join our group chat and send memes at three in the morning, like <laughs> that's it ain't I mean gonna work hanging. out. <laughs> yeah. Hanging like twenty miles apart, yeah. sending like uh, Ocean Gate memes to each other. And <laughs> exactly. Shit. Yeah. In some cases, the next room over. Or the next room over. Yeah. yeah. This is happened. But <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and I, I don't want to be like, don't don't take that mean at all. Most of most of the musicians I've met out here are amazing. 
But um, oh, I would they say just don't ninety-nine percent the of these people are fucking crazy. <laughs> and like, it depends on like you know what they're playing. Like these punk dudes are punk dudes. These like yeah. metal dudes are metal dudes. These indie dudes are like super good. But yeah. I mean, if you're looking for a sound, you're looking for a sound. So yeah, we're just yeah. we just want someone who can fill that role in a really natural way, rather than just getting someone in. And like again, we'll we'll like fill in like for shows and like like anyone who wants to like fill in for a show, we can do that too. However, long term, we're still kind of trying to fill that out. And then, uh, so when you guys are like looking for a member, yeah, are you trying to find someone you can like play with live and vibe with, or are you also kind of like low key looking for like someone who you think can record at the same time? Is that as important, or is the live show more important? I would argue, as of now, the live show is more important because a lot of guitar can be done. In the studio, but so I'm assuming you could just play the leads yeah. if you have to and stuff <laughs> if, like if that. If needed, yeah. to, if if need be, that's what normally happens, anyways. Yeah, but <laughs> we do like having the guys. I, I like having the guys record and like do their own thing. But one of my favorite memories is actually an old, old incarnation of the Drive Down. Uh, I had we can in- talk about that too. We've been a band for a long time. We've gone yeah. through a lot of. Different Basically. We're actually coming up on about seven years of knowing each other. Yeah, yeah. Towards Damn. the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only reason I know that is because we met on my first day of senior year of high school, and that was at the end of July. Okay, so just if I'm wrong, let me know. Like, you guys met, I'm guessing, in high school then? Yeah. yeah. And then you had moved and then came back in the time you've known each other and, like, still stayed? Don't or... worry about my moving. There's a lot of <laughs> There's so many moves. <laughs> Don't worry about the logistics of that. Just assume I was there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so y'all just stayed in touch the whole time then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. But uh, <laughs> one of our old, old incarnations, we had, uh, I used to intern at SER Soundworks down in Chandler. Oof. I love Oof. you guys down at SCR. You guys are awesome. But uh, we had done a session at like 11 o'clock at night after they closed. I said, hey, we're just going to book out the whole night. They're like, okay, cool. Here's the rate. Here's what you got to pay. Oh, they made or, you pay? It was a super, super discounted rate. Oh, okay. Because you were like interning or working there or whatever. Yeah. It was like an extra 40 bucks or something. Yeah, extra. It, it wasn't. It wasn't anything extra. ridiculous. But we were there from about ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night till five in the morning. Oh, we were there until like almost sunrise. Yeah. God damn. I think when I, I went home, the sun was rising. Yeah. And then I got up and went back at eleven a.m. Just going home when everyone's like going to work and shit. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. All the traffic was going north. I was headed south. Just the one fucking car. Just the one car <laughs> going like ninety-five. Fucking. <laughs> Just watching regular <laughs> show at two a.m. in between. That's tracks. what we do. Yeah, we so yeah. We used to be a sort of more of a punk band when we started playing together. We would cover. We just do like a lot of like covers and just like we weren't very good, but it was fun. It know? was fun. Is there like any reason for like the stylistic shift or just like a personal preference? Like y'all got a little bit more older, cared about different things, or it's so hard to say. It's I don't a mix of a bunch we, of different. We've factors, always honestly. loved a lot of music. We've always never really identified with just one genre. We tried, you know, we were like a punk band, then we were like a Midwest emo band for a while, and then we were 
like an indie band for a little bit. And we could never just like nail ourselves to one thing. It was always just a nightmare. Um, and that resulted in a lot of like creative differences. And that sort of led to the breakup of the band because we wanted to try so much weird shit. The other members were just like, eh, no, like, I don't want to play. Like, like uh, I'm an indie music. guy, man. Like, yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, at the time, the other two members were metalheads. Yeah, they're like more metal. Or more into like like more heavy like music and like math rock and like you know, which like, is cool like I have respect for that yeah I love you gotta it gotta be talented as fuck to play that oh shit. I can't do that shit yeah I can't either. I've tried to play like some singles. like the like the Plifia stuff or like yeah. the Tim Henson stuff and it's just um, like yeah. now nah, I can't tap so I'm not I'm not great at tapping yeah. <laughs> it's just not my thing so when they were like hey kind of want to go in this direction it's kind of like a well we don't yeah that was kind of the yeah. but so the band kind of broke up. For a little while, we're not really. A little bit. We didn't break up. We had two members leave. Kind of we went, went on, on a hiatus, hiatus for yeah, a minute. Exactly. Like yeah. regathered yourselves. Yeah. And, yeah. and when when we came back, that was after the pandemic. So almost two years had passed Damn. since we like stopped the hi- hiatus. Yeah. But um, when we came back, we just had we were different people. You know, we just had different goals. We had different aspirations. Yeah. And, and yeah. Exactly. So. It and that wasn't... changed the music a lot. You know, we, we didn't want to just do punk music. We didn't want to just do emo. We wanted to do, we wanted to be like our heroes, right? We wanted to be these larger these than people. life characters. Yeah. Like, we didn't want to just be a couple of guys in a room and a laptop anymore. We wanted to create something that was bigger than that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I definitely could see y'all on tour with like a. Uh... Like a front bottoms type, like a Joyce Manor type, like a microwave type, you know? Like yeah, I would love that. Because that would be, that'd be tight. I think you guys could open for like some of those bands, like real, real easy. I would love to open for those types of bands. <laughs> oh, I'd love to, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, repeat that. <laughs> Mr. I'm on my phone. Yeah, dude. This is important. I was going to call. This is a vocal medium, man, and you just can't be on the phone, man. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, no, this is. I can see you guys opening for like a, like a front bottoms, like a Joyce Manor, yeah. like a microwave, like a. No, I'd love to open. We, I love front bottoms and like Joyce Manor and like uh, Hawthorne Heights, and I, I, I grew up with all that stuff, so I would absolutely oh, yeah. fucking love to do that. We could like also open for like, oh man, it's weird because we're, we're we're genreless in that way. We don't. Yeah. And this this new record, and we're already writing the record after this new one, so it gets weirder. Um, oh, so you've got like 20, 20 plus songs all lined up. Dude, we, well, we have like like fifty songs like that we haven't like finished or put out yet, right? But like, it's just like a matter of which are the ones that are speaking to us. Because well, the <laughs> the new one is uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like August twenty third. Is like your third EP that's 26, coming out? 26, yeah. 26, 26 yeah. yeah. And so, but it seems like you've been putting out music consistently for like two yeah. years, just bam, 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 bam. Every here and there, yeah. We've taken um, a slight break this year. We've only put out two singles. But um, we're putting out, yeah, August 26th, the next EP, and we're, we're going to try to aim for December. Um, for the, the for next EP one? Four. Yeah. Damn. So it's kind of really get it all out there you know do you guys uh like as a band do you have any like you know you're putting out like four eps 
yeah. is like a full length any different to you or yeah. it's just like a yes. moment you guys are trying to capture a moment or do you want to get that big grandiose like full length album out of the we, way we when we when we get signed is when the fir- the full length will come we get signed okay. when we have a budget and we feel it's ready yes. to do the full length we've already begun we've already begun writing it you know so yeah. oh yeah the writing is like, already started it's not a far away thing but it's something we want to be able to do properly because Proper. it's our baby you know, oh, oh yeah it's our first album like we you only get one we're first not album. i don't want to diy exactly, the yeah. first album i want it to be done right you know yeah. <laughs> um, so i'm guessing like getting signed is the goal ideally it's kind of kind of progressing sort of, as yeah. the band. it's mm. just progressing and just connecting with more people and just uh playing more and uh just getting out there more that's the goal right now oh yeah um regards to the band artistically we have a lot of different directions where we wanted to go but yes yeah it'll be fun <laughs> and, and getting that drummer and that lead guitar player and yeah maybe maybe you'll believe us one day <laughs> no nah, man i believe you i just i feel like i'm just always in the wrong place at the wrong time you know no it's all right yeah um, um we're always busy too so you guys got any shows coming up anything booked we have on this saturday we're doing an acoustic show with a satanic panic I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah, it's like a promotion thing, right? Yeah, like a promotion, kind of like a sort of a management company. Um, Yeah, we're doing a thing with them this week. And then... um, Where's that at? It's going to be at, I think, Jared's Coffee House. Oh, dude, uh, I live like literally like... Oh, really? Five minutes away from there, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So, cool. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, I am free on Saturday, so I'll swing hell by. Yeah. I'll see what's up. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it'll be fun. Sounds Um, good. It'll just be an acoustic show that time, so I just want to preface. That is an acoustic show. Still no drummer. So you still won't <laughs> dude, leave us. Dude. <laughs> One of these days, but August we have uh, some shows that we're working on. Um, September we have some shows. Nothing confirmed yet. I can't say anything. But um, maybe some bigger stuff coming up. Soon. Cool. Yeah. Just have to wait and see. <laughs> awesome. And then, like, uh, just broadly, like, for you guys in the next couple of years, like, what's some yeah. plans for the future? Like, what you guys looking to get into? Oh. West well, Coast tours. Yeah, we'd American love to get tours. into tour touring. Oh, yeah. We've always wanted to be a touring band. That's kind of like. The goal. Yeah. that's So I guess that's sort of within the next year or two, we would love to start properly touring and just, like. One day we stop touring and we don't come back. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just like park it up in Seattle and just never yeah. fucking come back. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> dude, I spent all last week in Seattle. The high was like mm-hmm. seventy four. I and lived I in just, Seattle. For I a did while. not want to come back. No, no. It's no. so nice. Man. I love it up there, man. I, I remember I lost my job like two weeks before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And I went and visited Zach when he was living in Washington, up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not want to come back. I no, oh, it was man. so gorgeous. Yeah, we lived in um, yeah. we lived a little bit outside Redmond, so just like uh, west east side of Seattle, mm-hmm. like east side of the Sound or whatever. East side of the Sound, yeah, yeah. exactly. It was uh, gorgeous. Absolutely I miss it, gorgeous. but uh, I loved that yeah. house you guys were at. It was nice. Yeah. It was. That was the one thing, like, uh, since we moved down here just about two years ago, my girlfriend's always been like, oh, I miss the trees, and I miss the weather and the seasons, and I've just been like, ah, it's whatever, like, I don't really care. And then I took that trip, yeah. and I'm like, damn, like, everything's green, there's yeah. trees, like, oh, <laughs> shit, like, there's grass on the ground. Yeah. And it's like, it yeah, I miss hot. it, too. <laughs> it's Dude, not just yeah. hot and dry and brown. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in, um... I grew up in like the hill country of Texas, so it was like really green. It's not like the deserty 
part of Texas. Yeah. It's the nicer little area. Yeah, the, um, the habitable part of Texas. Yeah, that, not on the Gulf or nothing. No, no, the Gulf is... Oh, <laughs> don't get me started. But <laughs> it was it was nice. Um, it was very green. It had forests and everything. And I moved out here. Um, I was born here for reference. I was born here. I lived the first few years of my life here. But mostly raised in Texas. I came back here from that. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> why am I doing this? Bro? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the trees? Where, why does it hurt to go outside, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Texas, it's like, it gets hot, you know? But this is well, like I'd never even heard of, like, a UV index until <laughs> yeah. I moved here. And yeah. then I just, like, check it, and it's like, oh, it's 10? Yeah, it'll be 10 till November? Yeah. Cool, I'm going to get sunburned tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yep. That shit sucks, man. I just got to embrace it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Makes you tough. <laughs> <laughs> or just red. Or yeah. red and sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more red and sad than the tough one, yeah. <laughs> red and sad than white and happy. <laughs> Can we use that? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> That's the name of the album, dude. <laughs> That's the name of the first album. You heard it here first. Yeah. Red and sad than white and happy. <laughs> look, look, look for it in stores next year. <laughs> Back on topic. Yeah, my let's bad, talk my about bad, yeah. how you <laughs> the the EPs. Um, the first two were sort of the same EP in that they were sort of written together. Ultraviolet was our first EP, and I was just sort of like, that was like our sort of demo for the band. Like, how are we gonna sound? What are we gonna do? And what does this band mean? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So we just like pumped out like five tracks. Some of them some of them were decent. Um, but then the About 2 AM column, which is our second record, is literally just an extension of that. It's just, it's all about all the same things. It's about, you know, the same kind of place I was. It's just an evolution of that. However, moving forward, we're really taking more of a different approach. Um, each EP is going to be a little different. Like, this one's going to feel a little more concise and, like, structured. Okay. EP4 is not going to feel that way. EP so four this one's going to be, like, like uh, to the point, and the next one's going to be, like, just chaos? Yeah. Or is that kind of the, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the vibe? Yeah. yeah. As of now, that is the plan. Like, EP3 is, I'd say, 95% of the way done. It's really close. It's really near. near it's done. just the yeah. final touches that were left on. That one's yeah. a very concise record. It's very sonically, it all works together. EP4, y'all are not ready for. It's going to get experimental. It's going to get a lot more emo. It's going to get a lot more fun. It's going to get more synth heavy. It's going to get heavier in general. Oh, Maybe. so you're going you're to work in like more synth, like more production, amp it up a little bit. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Really, uh, you know, just take everything to level, you know, 11. Um, <laughs> something that you said, you said the EP3 is like 95% of the way done. Yes. I know there's a release date. Yes. So does that mean like you guys give yourself a release date so that you like have to get it done? It's like a deadline you give yourself. Yeah, it forces to... us to yeah. work on it. Okay. <laughs> the way I like to do it is I whenever we go into an EP, Zach and I will have a conversation of like, okay, we want it to come out like the end of August. So let's have it done by like the first week of August. Yeah. So we can have three weeks to say, actually, you know what? I don't like this mix. Let's yeah. change that. Or, 
oh, the guitar is a little loud in this part. The bass is too loud. Just in this butter part. it up a little bit in exactly. places and mm-hmm. yeah. give it the final polishing touches. Like we've heard these songs at least 150 times. Oh, yeah, just yeah. in the so, mixing process. Just in the mixing process alone, not even the recording process or the mastering process. Or the writing process. Or even, yeah, or yeah. the writing process. Given all of that, I'd say probably at least 500 times each song. Damn. Probably, yeah. Give or take. From, from conception to release. Yeah, probably. Yeah. We, so giving that's... ourselves two weeks without hearing the song and coming back to it, we're like, oh, actually, let's change this part. Very, very vital part of our oh, process. It is, yeah. We have a song called Discomforting. That's on the new record. It's kind of like, if you like took like a Tom Petty song and you like infused some like slow dive and like my bloody valentine into it oh. so it's like okay, kind of weird yeah. but you'll 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 see but yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll see exactly yeah, what no, we're doing yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. but that that song i've listened to that maybe a thousand times and it's still not done it's like almost there but it's yeah. like mm-hmm. shit so and you're just like damn man this hook like the vocals are a little bit too low the guitars aren't paying quite good enough yeah, like, it's like yeah. we're really we're really very picky we're focusing a lot on quality do you guys ever get like a outside set of ears on your stuff or is it like you just take some time off and then reapproach it and at a certain point once we feel like the ep or the single or whatever we're working on is that it's at a point where we're like okay this isn't 80 percent presentable i'll show it to like one of my close friends or a family member be like hey what do you think of this like give me your honest opinion what would yeah what do you If you heard this on the radio, what would you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of the metric we use. Yeah. We don't really ask other musicians what they think. We tend we try to ask more other just regular people. Like consumers. Like yes. quote unquote consumers. Yeah, exactly. Like, 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 yeah. <laughs> any musician will say <laughs> scale of one to ten, how would you rate this record? Like yeah. <laughs> any musician will say, Oh, well, you know, the guitar tone was this. You should have gone with, like, a slight edge of breakdown oh, like, tone man, your instead 5K of a slight... man, is just overwhelming. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just not interested in that. Like, did you like the, the tech- song or fucking not? Yeah, <laughs> I don't care about the technical aspects. I've heard all the technical aspects. I know what needs changing. Yeah. Do you like how it sounds? Yes or no? Do you yes? like cool. the music? What do you yeah. like about it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you really like the vocal? Cool. That was my biggest insecurity about the song. Did yeah. you like it? Cool. We're not going to touch it. Great, yeah. So sometimes we will. Um, some songs never see the public, and they're just out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Some some, yeah. We'll we'll do, sometimes you got to be careful with us. Sometimes we'll do a little SoundCloud, little early releases or like sneak previews oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Or like that. a band camp, like sneak peek for like yeah, twenty exactly. people or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, it doesn't it's just kind of like it's kind of inconsequential right now. Maybe yeah. eventually people will see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially if y'all get signed like you're talking about. We would yeah. love to, you know, we just, it isn't about, like, being the biggest band. It's just about connecting with people in that way and just, like, spreading the music and just trying to make something out of it. Well, I think every band wants, like, the yeah. platform and the logistics and, like, the, you know, yeah. the means to, like, get it out there. Because yeah, no one like you guys play. don't want to be millionaires, I'm assuming, right? Like, Not, I mean, I have no desire to be. You yeah. know, if it so happens that I make a million dollars playing the bass guitar, cool. Well, okay, yeah. Eighty percent of that is gonna go back to charity, as long as I can like maintain a house and food on my table. That's what I care about. Oh yeah, like, I just... don't want to be a fucking millionaire. 
I want to be at the point where we're just we're able to like tour and we're able to play music and that's just what we do and not really have to worry about oh, yeah. it too much. And I think yeah. every artist wants that. You know, they oh, want yeah. to just be able to do their music and not have to worry about you know whatever successes come our way. I'll gladly welcome them. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. bring it in, man. Yeah, for sure. But like, I'm not. I don't. I think I speak for both of us when I say we're not going at this to become famous. Like that is not the end goal of no. like. We're setting out, we're doing this just so we can become millionaires or become famous. It's just likely not. Because it's probably, let's, given the odds, it's probably not going to end up as like a Metallica level band. If I can walk away from a show making like five bucks and I feel really happy about what we did, then I'll be happy. Like you got dinner, you got gas, you got a hotel room for the next night, and like you got five bucks. I'm I'm happy. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the bigger thing with touring too yeah. is like you know if you just break even mm-hmm. it's just kind of like you took two weeks off of work yeah you know like it's yeah, yeah it's nice it is yeah we uh we we were really gonna try and get a tour going this year it's like a small west coast tour oh yeah unfortunately we had to leave our, our management agency so it didn't really work out oh you guys but. had management Sort of. We did We did for a minute. We're not going to name names. No, we won't say anything. We won't name names. We'll say off air. Yeah, yeah, well, for the sake of staying civil with everybody, but (laughs) there were some shows that the ball was severely dropped on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is this some bullshit? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dude, fuck those guys. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay, so... We had gotten a show with this production company that we are no longer with. And when we showed up, we showed up about half an hour early. Yeah. There was no PA. Uh, No, we showed up an hour early. We showed up an hour early. There was no PA. One of the other bands was just kind of unloading their stuff. (sighs) So we get there. We're like, okay, you know what? We're early. They're going to show up. Like, it'll, I'm sure. It's maybe, a venue. Maybe a it'll be five minutes late. Yeah. What? They have the PA. Yeah. They have to show up. It's got to happen, yeah. <laughs> Long story short, we started the show an hour and a half late. Was it a house show or a bar show? This was an outdoor show. This was show. a Tempe Marketplace show. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's like a good show, There were show like too. 40 people. Yeah. yeah. At least. 50 maybe, yeah. Oh, God. The PA never showed up. No, it did it did, but someone way. had shrunk it. <laughs> oh, does, does, does Tempe Marketplace not have a They do not have their own system? Okay, they, they, do. they do, but they don't However, let they don't it. let people use it unless they have their own, like, engineer on, on site, and they didn't. So. Oh, that's, like, a logistical nightmare. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> which is another local bit. The PA showed up. <laughs> PA, quote unquote. It was a pa- it was a pair of uh, rocket eight inch speakers, the Bruh. desktop studio Bruh. speakers, <laughs> yeah, like and a big. desktop <laughs> with a monitor. Yeah, like a whole desktop with a monitor. So like, like a fucking tower. A tower. Yeah, 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 a yeah. tower PC and a monitor <laughs> set up behind the drum set. Behind the fucking drum behind set. Behind yeah. the drum set, bro. All it was was two eight inch speakers. I looked at Zach and I looked at our drummer and like, okay. We make the call right now. Either we leave, dude, or we strike a mutiny. We um, we struck. The it mutiny. doesn't even stop there. We. This was just all like the first half hour. We were. Hour it's already the, late, right? Like the show's already. It's oh, already yeah, already like, like over an hour late. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So 
<laughs> we were like, okay, this is bad, but let's see. Maybe we can um maybe we can plug the the microphone into like one of the other amplifiers so we don't really need a PA, you know, we'll just do it without anything else. Yeah, like hook it up to a wedge or something. The like. only microphone anyone brought was a powered mic, so we couldn't even do it was that. A, it was a MXR condenser mic. Yeah. So just like there was no phantom power. No phantom no, power. No, at all. No. At all. Bro. <laughs> so we were just like, okay, we played two songs, and then we were like, the f- get, we got the fuck just out of Just fuck this. Yeah. yeah, we stormed off, packed our shit, and left. Dude. And then... Right before we went on, we contacted the agency. It's like, hey, here's what's happening. Like, I just want you to be aware of it. And you know they didn't know. The guy responded with like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> I'm really going through it right now. Otherwise, I'd be down there right it's like, now. Oh, I'm feeling, I've just been going through a lot lately. I've just been having a hard time. Like, come on. Come on. Yeah, so are we, and we still like, showed yeah, up. We are too. Like, no <laughs> yeah. one's happy out here. Like, <laughs> have you heard our songs? Yeah, we're not fucking stoked, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we, we promptly <laughs> told them to F off, and yeah. we have not looked back. <laughs> However, that has hurt us a little bit in that we're not getting shows as frequently as we would like to right now. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm assuming you guys are getting like more quality shows just less often, right? Especially if you weren't really getting paid for the ones that you were yeah, doing. Yeah. It's kind of like a, you know. Yeah. I mean, right now the the gig pool has kind of been dry just because we haven't really been, We've been having focusing, a sense of direction. We've also been moving. We've been moving. Which, we've been focusing on the record. Nightmare. We've just had a lot to, to, to deal with. So it's, yeah. a, it's honestly kind of fine at this rate. We're still building our show. We're still putting everything together. So exactly. it's kind of fine that we're not playing a lot right now. But we would like to, in like, by like September, I want to get to like four or five shows a month. Agreed. Yeah. When the weather is When the weather decides for... to not want to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taking a brief second from the podcast to remind you that this is brought to you by Premier Studios. For information about the studio or how you can book with us, go to premierstudiosaz.com. What's, uh, what mic you guys use to record? We use, oh, we've used a couple. Sometimes we'll just use it like a normal SM58. Yeah. But, um, Sometimes we use headphone microphones. Our, <laughs> our, you mean uh, like turning it? pair of headphones into a microphone is what no, you're like saying? No, like using the Apple headphone microphone. Yeah, like for like a lo-fi kind of for, like vibe. Oh, well, sometimes shit. we'll use our phone mic itself. Like we've used that on snare sounds before. Um, Yo, I bet that sounds sick. Uh, kind of layered it. Is any of those songs sound. like out? Yeah, we used like, it on Boyfriend. Yeah. Boyfriend, we layered a, a snare hit with a phone mic on it. Oh, And that yo. actually... Made it sound really cool and like kind of has this boxiness to it. Like it has but... a boxiness, but like also a snap because it's like yeah. a legitimate like. And we yeah. blended them together. Oh, I'll have to re-listen to that because actually yeah. I wanted to ask you guys about this. Yeah. Uh, Boyfriend was released on like your second to last EP. Second, uh, yeah, that was our last record. And yeah. then again recently. We did a new recording of it. We did a new session of it, and uh, we were just like. Hmm. Is there any like dramatic changes that you guys made? Because I listened to yeah. both of them and. Uh, they did sound like pretty different, but like wholly, it was the same. Structurally, song, right? it's the same thing. It's just yeah. a sort of reimagining of it. Um, it's just slowed down. The vibes are kind of turned up. The auto tune is turned up. Um, <laughs> we'll go back to that. It's just sort of. It's kind of like a. 
reimagining of that song in just a sort of more low-key vibe. And it's more stylistically reminiscent of the new record rather than the old one, which relied a lot on that kind of 80s kind of nostalgic sound, right? Yeah. This new one kind of starts to dive a little way away from that. We get into some more classic rock. We get into some shoegaze. We get into some uh, some really cool stuff. So, um, so like, you guys re-recording that, is it because you wanted to fit an older vibe into, like, a newer project so yeah. that it would meld? Or because, like, the, that song was, like, going to be part of the newer project? It's not part of the newer project, um, which is... <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll sort of see what the new project is, but it, it was just sort of... We, we like to divide our work. <laughs> kind of like Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, like Eras. The Drive Down Eras Tour. Exactly, dude. yeah. Exactly. Like, we like to, like think of things in like larger spans of time so like to us like the first two records that was like our first sort of that was the intro era yeah it was like the hey welcome to the drive now it's like okay like we're sort of getting back on our feet again and like you're playing again you're recording and mixing again you're kind of just doing the whole damn thing again exactly these new records that are going to come out are going to feel a lot different they're going to feel like us still. They're not going to feel totally removed. But it's not like we're going to come out with like a, you know, like a post-hardcore record. Or, like <laughs> like, a, right like, off like the a folklore record. Yeah, maybe. You'll <laughs> still be able to tell that it's a drive-down record for sure. Yeah. But when you listen to it, you're going to go, oh, this is different. Okay. This was unexpected. And is that more in the songwriting or the production that you think yes. it's going to be different? Yes, yes it's yes. it's going to be a little bit of both. A little bit. A lot of, both. of different approaches in every aspect yeah. of how we make music. Because the last two records, we were sort of made the same. And like, okay. like at the same time, same sorta, shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This new one is it's an amalgamation of a lot of really old songs and a lot of really new songs and. Um, the processes and recording and writing and just throwing them all together, it just more unique. Is there any aspect of like the recording and writing and stuff that you say you would did particularly better on this one than the last one? The writing is coming to be more personal, I guess. Not that previous songs weren't. Everything I write is kind of personal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to yeah, some yeah. degree, right? But this the new record, it's called Contemplations for Future Reference. That's the, the title of it. Which is very introspective. Yeah, and like, it's yeah. about introspection. It's about, like, there's a, literally a song on it called Rose Tinted Glasses. It's about looking back and sort of reminiscing and then saying, fuck. That was really bad for me. Why am I still Or that that so was well? really good. That was a really nice time in my life. It's about, like, both aspects. Both. Y'all play that song live, right? Yes. Yeah. I definitely think that I've heard that. You guys yeah. have played that, right? Yes. Rose, yeah, we've played that one a lot, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of our favorites. Yeah, that's one of my right favorite now. bass lines to play live. Oh, yeah. What, uh, like, between the two of you, what is your favorite song to perform? Oh. Oh. What's my favorite song? That's Honestly, one. that could be a different answer in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> As of Let's right see. now, personally, I think it would, would be Just Enjoy the Ride. And is that because you like the whole song or like what you're personally doing? 
I just like the whole vibe of it. Like, it's a different song for us in the fact that the guitars are more so acting like a pad instrument, not as a main melody. Yeah. For, I'd say, a good majority of the song. Like, just taking out frequencies and and filling in spaces and stuff. Exactly. Everything has its place to fill in a sonic structure. There's no necessarily real melodic aspect. I guess you could consider the bass line the main melody in because there's no real major melodic structure except for bass and vocal. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of pad work. It comes back to a lot of our weirder influences like Brian Eno and like Slow Dive and like things like that. But also like it's very modern sounding. And I think well. that's what makes it my favorite is it's such a different song than what most bands i feel like would produce it doesn't feel like a band song it doesn't yeah. it feels much more like <laughs> like a, a bedroom pop song yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah but the fact that we're able to pull it off live which is yeah makes it one of my favorites oh, like yeah. the fact that we're able to say oh this is super synth and pad heavy let's do it anyway when you guys have the setup to do it too exactly so, yeah that's real nice there fake drummers there <laughs> <laughs> what's your drummer's name his, his name's casey casey. Yeah. casey we'll just like right now have him like send you a voicemail we'll put it in here yeah right there but... thanks casey cool. anyway thanks casey nice to see you man um <laughs> anyway what's your favorite song to do love probably ending serenade i like that one that song is yeah. like i think both the times I saw you guys live and then, uh, like, just listening to your stuff, kind of yeah. brushing up on it for the interview, that, like, the hook is stuck <laughs> in my head, dude. Like, it's that. so good. <laughs> I just, that one and, uh, oh, God. I got to pull it up because the name sure, is, yeah. is a bit weird. We have a few weird names. Yeah, that doesn't really narrow it down. <laughs> oh, no, no, not at all. Um, we, we embrace that slightly weird aspect of the band. Yeah, because I wanted to ask you about one of these songs, too, actually. Sure, yeah. Some of them are interludes. Some of them are just instrumental pieces. Oh, I think it is just Enjoy the Ride, which we've already yeah. talked about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. that song's so good. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. That's one of my favorites live. Um, we started playing it a little faster. I like it just a tiny bit faster. Yeah. Yeah. It drives a little bit more. Yeah, but I've, I've really enjoyed it. That song, I love Ending Serenade. Um, love songs off the first record is a particular... Like, that's a, that one's okay. <laughs> I, I like that one. I like, the, I like the vibe of that one a lot. I like it. Yeah. It's fun to play. It is. But... <clears throat> I don't dislike this. I don't dislike any of our songs. <laughs> However, some I like to play more than others. Because um, So you said you've been in the band for like seven years or whatever. Some yeah. of the songs you wrote way later, some you wrote like sooner. Yeah. Do you find, like, playing some of the songs you wrote, like, four or five years ago and, like, it's playing weird. them now, you're just like, ah, what the fuck was I thinking, man? Or yeah. Anything like that? It's Well, it's more just weird to to play older songs. Oh, like, like playing that. a song about a girl you dated, like, yeah. way back or yeah. something. Yeah. You have to sort of almost remove yourself from it. You have to, like, treat it as an objective piece of, of work. As certain, like a medium as opposed yeah. to like a, yeah. And like, like you know, sometimes I'll get into the, the performance aspect and I'll act all edgy about it. But, you know, like, <laughs> there's a really I don't level. give a shit about some of it anymore, you know? Yeah. It's been like five you, years. You've moved on. You've yeah. like processed it. You're over it. Yeah. But, 
But, you know, other people could still relate to that, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a certain level of disconnect, I feel, that comes with it, with enough time. Like, you get in a headspace where you're writing a song about this girl or this life event or your hometown. Mm-hmm. And then five years later, you look back on it, it's like, why was I so buttered like, about damn, this? Damn, man, my dad was right. <laughs> or you're like, was wow, why did I let this affect me as much as it did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just self But at least I got a good song out of it. Well, that's just yeah. art too, though, right? Like art captures a moment. Yeah, exactly. And then like you you move on from the moment, art and stays. And exactly, yeah. Exactly. And I would never discount how I felt during that time because that's just how I felt. It was just, oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Just because I don't relate to it. So much anymore doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. Love songs is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's still fun, but it's not my favorite. I want I want to play the new ones. I want to play some of the new ones. We have some yeah. some new ones. I've been dying to fucking play. I say so. You have you guys been like holding up playing the new ones live? Just yeah, to like, yeah. Wait oh, yeah. until they're out and then like yeah. I mean we we played. I've done November, one of our newest songs at our uh, a few acoustic shows, but we. We've been holding off for a little while. Yeah. But I really am getting tired of the set list, man. I want to start playing oh, yeah. some new shit. But um, I think we're going to start getting looser with the set list. Um, I thought you meant with the podcast. I was like, sick, let's drink. But He's like, okay, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, man. But... I think we'll be getting into like, the dirty secrets of the drive down or what the fuck's happening. <laughs> Maybe. But <laughs> um, no, nah, we... Uh, I want to start getting looser with the set list and that. I want to start playing songs that aren't out yet. I want to start playing some some super deep cuts. Um, oh, and again, like we have like, you know, 50 other songs. Yeah, you guys have like a pretty decent back catalog. We have um, like, yeah, we have the two records, but we have a lot more. Like, I want to preface, like most of what I do is write music. Most of what we do is just write music. It's just kind of what yeah. we do. For every song that is released, there are five more on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn. At least five, like sometimes five more. to ten more. You guys ever like strip pieces from like songs yeah. that oh, don't make it and just like put it into a new one? All or? the time, oh. all the time. Um, Rose tinted glasses was kind of cannibalized out of love songs, which was on the first record, um, and a new song we're working on uh, on the new record was cannibalized out of anything to be with you a little bit. Oh, so shit, sometimes okay. we'll sort of we'll use that as a jumping point for for a new song. Um, like oftentimes we'll do a, a save as on a project. Yeah, and then just fuck it up, and yeah. then just go yeah. a complete one eighty direction with it. Oh, so exactly. we'll hear like we'll hear a certain part of the melody line or some like chord progression. We're like, oh, that's actually really fucking dope. Let's explore that a little deeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then that could turn into. 12 hours it could turn into a new song it could turn into five new songs might you know just never know you never know it could go nowhere <laughs> oh yeah like that's it's part just of the part of the process and part of the yeah. yeah yeah it's finding out what it's gonna become is what it is man so uh you guys like live together obviously yeah. you've yeah. said that um like is every practice session you guys do like you just record it no, actually, or, the exact opposite. We never record our practice sessions. Very, very rarely do we ever do anything. And very, very rarely do we ever have anybody external come yeah. into the rehearsals. So no, it's real, don't. real closed, like very tight closed, ship, very, very mysterious. We we try to run a very like we like we take our 
we take our work seriously. We we're very we do we run a very tight ship when we're working. We don't take ourselves seriously. Just, just <laughs> we the take product. our work very yeah. seriously, though. Yes. We take our music very seriously. We take our shows very seriously. That's why we left Beep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because we just didn't feel like they were meeting our quality levels or our quality standards. And we were just like, fuck, I guess we can't do it. Okay, yeah. like, well, it's just a huge letdown, too, because uh, I have experience with Beep and... Yeah. Uh, just the expectations were set and then immediately just destroyed. Yep. So it's yep. uh it's one of those things too, because um if anyone half competent and like half gave a fuck about what they were doing came in and tried to do the same thing that Beep did, bruh. Oh, it'd be they'd a game changer. It. They'd kill this whole valley. Like yeah. Yeah. um most of the bands I work with, talk to, and friends with, like Everyone needs that little bump. Everyone needs like that little, you know, community aspect of everything. Yeah, exactly. And if yeah. someone came in and just gave half a fuck and did that, it would be like so night and day. Yes. Like, come on. But I just don't know. Like, it must be hard. I guess like, so. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell <laughs> you. Apparently, like we don't know or we haven't thought about that. Like, it's just tough to to pull off around here. But I don't know, man. I mean, damn. It's a weird scene out here. It is. It's an interesting scene out here. It it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. You guys find it tough to like break into the scene or You know what? We're yeah. still breaking into the scene. We haven't really broken into the scene quite yet. I, I would I would argue. But <laughs> yeah. we're 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 working there, you know, bands know our names, which is good. Yeah. But um We're better off now than we were a year ago. Marginally, yeah. <laughs> marginally. But... Hey, I feel like we're doing a lot better. That's. I feel like that's any band. Like, you could go five years without having any improvement. Yeah, we went seven. We went seven. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you know, it, it's uh... a. <laughs> Sometimes, we're just waiting for something that will take us on that that wave. Oh know? yeah, something. And we just haven't hit it yet. But uh, I would love to soon. <laughs> that yeah. would be good. Cause, uh... That would be really, really great. <laughs> Is there any uh, like local bands you guys like particularly tight with? or? Yeah, yeah. I love... Um, we met uh, Lear from Sundays or Some Days Are Darker. I actually haven't heard of him. You though. should check them out. They're super cool. Some Days local Are Darker? Band. Yeah, yeah. Sick. I love that guy. He's cool. Um, there's, some, there's some really cool local bands. There's Gusher. Um, oh, Gusher's tight. Yeah, yeah. Gusher's yeah, yeah. great. We love, love Gusher. Them. Um, oh man, there's so so many cool bands around here. I don't want to name any and then and have other bands come else. up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like, fuck, why don't you talk about us? Like, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> nah, a loaded question, man. No, I, I, there's a lot of bands I love out here. Um, like, I would say that, <laughs> like, it, from my perspective, I haven't seen a local band when I go to a show that I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. Like every local band I've seen has been like amazing and like everyone's unique, everyone's got talent, everyone yeah. like sounds fucking dope. And uh that's a big draw yeah. from like coming from Bozeman, Montana where everyone just plays like Tyler Childers covers with yeah. like a little bit more distortion and calls it a song like yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool scene out here and again there's a lot of amazing artists out here, but um we found it hard to break in because we're such a weird band. I think we don't. 
fit the emo bands. We don't fit the heavy bands. We don't fit the dad rock bands. We don't fit the rappers. You guys are just kind of like on your own. We're just kind of on our own island. Yeah, it's just like it's cool, but we keep sending fucking messages out, and everyone just keeps throwing like shit back at us. So it's like we send a message in a bottle, we get a tactical nuke thrown. (laughs) That's how it feels like sometimes. trying to integrate into the scene but it's like i don't want to diminish anything we do so it's not going to change but it's um you just don't have to fucking deal with this oh yeah (laughs) no dude i would love to see you guys like just playing more yeah yeah hitting bigger stages like playing with bigger names we'd love to to hit valley bar we want to hit marquee marquee's so dope honestly my favorite venue so far has been crescent I love Crescent. Like Crescent nice. and the Nile are like my yeah. two favorite venues. They're I do so love the Nile. Dope. Yeah, I, th- I find it so funny. Last time I was at the Nile Underground, you could hear the band above playing too. So oh, it was just like yeah. two bands playing at the same I mean, time. I've got a story about the Nile Underground. <laughs> oh boy. Speaking of. Let's go so into it. I was in a band. I was like 17 at the time. Metal band. Glamis? No, it was before Glamis. Oh, pre-Glamis. Pre-Glamis. I was in a, like a uh, groove metal term. band, kind of similar to Pantera. Oh, okay. Sick. Yeah. Uh, and we're doing a show at the Nile Underground. I don't know how we swung it. It's like 120 degrees outside, middle of August. So it's 130 in the basement, right? 140 on stage <laughs> with the stage lights. Yeah. Because they're yeah. still using fluorescent bulbs. Gross. And there was a Mexican wrestling tournament happening upstairs Yo, at the same time. That's so bad. So we did our show. Every like 30 seconds, you'd hear just a boom, boom. above <laughs> us from some luchador getting slammed into the mat. We finish our set. We all kind of look at each other. It's like, do you want to go watch Mexican wrestling? Yeah. 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 So we used the fire escape and we snuck upstairs and watched. Mexican wrestling from the fire escape Dude, after we played our show. I don't know if me personally could have. I, I don't think I would have played my set. I just want to watch. Yeah, like, I would have been too distracted, man. That's like too much entertainment. I mean, that's the same thing here. We're doing a podcast, and there's people fucking cutting bars up on the top of the roof of the studio right now. Yeah, <laughs> happens. <laughs> is what it is, man. It, it'd be like that sometimes. Sometimes there's just people on the roof fucking cutting metal. When you have to record things. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And microphones don't pick up saws at all. No, they're actually no. infamous for not doing that. <laughs> but yeah, a little yeah. bit, but it's not, there's not a lot coming up aside from the EP. We have some TikTok content that's coming up with some oh, covers dope. and okay. shit like that. But yeah. um, we'll talk a little bit about that, but. Yeah, it's on you to come back from the break. <sighs> That's how we start. <laughs> Big start sign. Big <laughs> sign. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, the show, right? Let's just talk about that. Um, the we're, we have a live show, and it's gonna be really interesting. Um, that's 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 the main thing we've been working on a lot recently. As outside of the EPs, outside of everything else, we. Our music is very, it's quite big sounding usually, it has like a lot of production and it's very atmospheric and very situational, I guess. Mm. But um, we wanted a, a sort of physical interface 
that would really help that come through live or really just help dial in the uh, the exact vibe we wanted to achieve um and you know live shows are such a big you know playing live is such a big part of being a band nowadays arguably the biggest part yeah i would say it's probably the biggest however maturing pays you nothing yeah no playing live is like king yeah it's like the only thing we can do (laughs) to make like money anymore but money not don't money aside the show is going to be really cool because it's going to be sort of canvas we can expand upon and build upon that helps convey the songs quite a lot we take a lot of inspiration from um we there was a show it's often called one of the greatest live shows of all time it's called a stop making sense by talking heads (laughs) um you don't know what check it out it's a very cool live show we take a lot of inspiration from that you can like Pull pictures up or something if you want. Jamie, pull something up. <laughs> Wait, did you just make a Joe Rogan reference? No. Uh, <laughs> what was it called? Sorry, I, I'm already doing it. What was it called? Uh, Stop Making Sense, Talking Heads. But it's a... um. It's it's just sort of... I don't know. I wasn't prepared to talk about it. That, that man's <laughs> suit's way too big for his body. Yeah. <laughs> You got yeah. <laughs> That's like the most important part. We're all gonna wear like really big suits. And it's gonna be like that weird. Uh, what was that weird music video with Kanye West? Oh, it's like the, the Roblox uh, suit shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're such that. a fucking hoe. Yeah, I, I love it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that fucking weird ass Roblox music video. No, it's not gonna be like that. But um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> the opposite of that. You guys could totally pull that off. It'd be so fucking funny. Like Roblox guitar with like a fucking quadruple XL suit on. Just, <laughs> just get out. I'm such a fucking. Oh. It's like <laughs> great. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, but um, I don't know, man. I uh, I have 3D renders. I can show you a little later. Oh, but, you've been um, like doing doing like a show then. Yeah. It's a show oh. it's not just like two or three things it's a show yeah, that we're building yeah not just <laughs> us going on stage and maybe like a projection of the logo on the back it's like proper touring band level show so what are you using yeah. to design the show a lot of different 3d modeling softwares um i can't recall the name of it right now but a lot of worship and church bands use it to build Damn. their live shows and so we're like yeah might as well right and it's like <laughs> what so not to like get you off topic like what do you yeah. need to like implement that like is it like a video board or like a light thing or uh, like everything so there's a few things we have three sort of light projectors for the the show there's one main one right behind the drum riser and there's two sort of radial ones kind mm-hmm. of sticking out at like a 45 degree angle yeah. so it just creates this sort of full like a depth exactly like a yeah yeah Damn. um it'll be fun <laughs> but yeah it's gonna be that so that's the sort of modern aspect of it we want it to be sort of we want it to feel like a rock show still we want to keep that that intimate connection there of like you know being at like a like a rock and roll show but we also want to take it further and sort of implement a lot of aspects of like art installations and um, method, like 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 a performance art, like like Iggy Pop and David Bowie and shit like that. We want to really just throw all our influences into one big show 
and just see. Like have a big payoff of like everything you yeah. guys have been working for. Exactly. Yeah. Say off the pod, y'all gotta show me that because I will show. I'll send you some fucking, shit. Yeah. yeah, it sounds fucking dope. Yeah, it's uh three big projection screens. It's gonna be we're gonna have like street lights on the stage, kind of going on and off. Every song will have its own sort of aesthetic, if you will, or its own sort of visuals. A lot of DMX um, controlled stuff. A lot, oh, yeah. lot of programmed DMX. lighting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where's a venue you guys think you could pull that off? Probably. Well, that's the thing we're building into it is modularity. Is mm-hmm. that we can build, we can play a very small version of the show if we need to. And then a bigger one and then we can, if you have We have the, the full big, big show Dang that we exactly. have ready to go. Dude. That when when it's applicable, if we play like the marquee or something or like Crescent Ballroom, we'll probably pull out the full show. That's but, so dope, actually. Yeah. yeah. My big thing with that is being able to show up at a venue in like both of our cars packed with the gear, being able to unload, get everything set up in like half an hour, show up with a couple of USB drives, like, hey, here's the live lighting setup. And here's if you the have tracks. your own your yeah. own shit. Not even necessarily with tracks. Like, we'll run our own It's actually all connected to each other. Yeah. Damn. It's all run. So together. it's like all just like show up, plug and play, call the night. Like, yeah. that's fucking dope. Yeah. That's the fun part with a lot of the DMX lighting stuff is it's MIDI uh, controllable. Mm-hmm. So all mm-hmm. we have to do is go in and write up a MIDI program. It's like, oh, from minute 30 to three minutes, we want this light to be blue. Or like flash or like exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we just program that in. Oh, save it so all dope. to an external drive and say, okay, here, just hit play. Yeah. Well, here's an like, entire lighting setup. Like a lot of your guys' stuff is like MIDI anyway, so you can exactly. just copy the shit you've done exactly. and set it to lights and like. I've already started. We've oh, already that's been doing so implementing dope. Yeah. this, but yeah, some of the piano parts I've just copy pasted, and it's just like yeah, <laughs> light changes every like note that you hit. It's yeah. like ding, ding, ding. It's just the lights are just. It's just like great. It's yeah, like, no, perfectly synced. That'd be so sick. Yeah. yeah. Instead of having to rely on like external timers and then lining it up properly. Or like fucking oh, clocking this is or some guy to do it. Yeah, oh, and yeah. then yeah. clocking issues, clicks and pops. We're no, we don't want anyone that. to like do anything. <laughs> we want to be able. To, we want to do this all ourselves because personally, I've gotten screwed so many times showing up to a gig and saying, "Oh, this is what we're doing for the show." And the engineer's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing He's that. He's like, I don't really feel like it, man. Oh, it's you want me to we'll mic up your guitar cabs? Shit, man, I don't know. Uh, I hope you like two SM57s on the dust cap, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, I'm good, man. Yeah, we're just like most of doing our one too many bad experiences to trust, like, the random house guy that a bar in Phoenix has. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to be able to show up and say, like, hey, engineer, this is kind of what we're doing. Here's stereo left and right. If you need me to adjust the bass, the vocals, whatever, just let me know. Let me know, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, we got it. Yeah. Like, my well, goal dope. is to be the easiest band that an engineer can work with live. Which is dope, because I don't think a lot of bands think about it like that. (laughs) And that's the big thing with me. Like, I've done live sound. I've done the engineering aspect of this. So I know what bullshit these bands are going to pull. Like, oh, do you have a guitar cable? Do you have a capo? Do you have this? Do you have that? That's me. (laughs) Like, no, like, I want to be that band that shows up to a venue 
that's like, yeah, we're fully prepared. Here's all of our stuff. We're early. We're going to get set up. We're ready to play. Yeah. We're ready to do our thing. We're not here to make you have to work extra hard for no extra pay. Yeah. Again, we take ourselves not very seriously, but we take our work very Very seriously. seriously. The second we clock into work mode, it is serious Mm -hmm. time. Just balls to the walls, just like... After we get everything packed up, loaded into the car, we go right right back back to goofiness. It's right back to fucking around, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when we have things to do like we 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 want it to work you know so we take it fucking seriously and matters to us so it's like you know it's just uh this is what i want my livelihood to be so i better take it seriously like i would any other job yeah exactly (laughs) um speaking of like getting back to like goofiness and stuff yeah yeah uh the few times i've seen you guys you do like a little stage thing where it's like what's our name the drive down yeah everyone has to say it yeah, like three, <laughs> like three times, right? Like at least. Yeah. You guys to... been doing that for a while, or is that yeah. just kind of like a? That kind of started. It was kind of <laughs> the way it started. It was, yeah. it was so funny, like to me yeah, the yeah. first time that I heard it. Yeah. So everyone's kind of like the drive down, and then I have to just be like, "Nah, Hello? you can do better. <laughs> you can do better than that." Yeah. This gives me a chance to berate you guys, and it gives me a chance to. Uh, Ensure you know it's a little bit of psychological <laughs> uh, warfare <laughs> happening. Like Guantanamo Bay torture. Exactly. Shit, yeah, it's like a CIA mind <laughs> shit. You know, it's like you have to say our name so you remember it, or else you're not gonna remember it. Yeah, so it's yep. like <laughs> it's just kind of like one of those little funny tags we've oh, added yeah. on to. Because the, the first time I heard it, it was like it was so funny because like like you said the first time it was like. The drive down. The drive down. And the second time it was like a little more enthusiastic. And like the fourth time, yeah. it, and then y'all just started playing another song. And it yeah. Was like, it's like, yeah. we're not going to play unless you give me the fucking energy. Like, <laughs> we're giving you all of our energy. Please give something back. Like, yeah. literally something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't. In some shows, we don't have to. Some shows, like, well, I'll say it. And we're just like, the drive down. We're like, yeah. Sick. That's yeah. us. <laughs> cool. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to do anything else. But then some shows, everyone's like, the drive down. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> are we boring you? Like, I'm are sorry. you not entertained? Is the like, I came to this house show tonight and paid $5 pissing you off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's kind of what it is. It's just like, it's kind of a joke. It's half joke, half not. Like, it's like half, like, haha, like, we're, we're silly. Say our name. And it's like, say our name. Just fucking say it. Yeah. Or like the, what's the Breaking Bad meme? Say, like, say my name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> drive down. You're goddamn right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so people know. And it's, it's funny and people get into it. And, you know. um, if there's not an example of this, I'll cut it. But do you guys have an example of, like, just a real shitty person in a crowd at one of your shows? Oh, man. Not really. I would say the only one that really stands out is we were doing Rebel. Was it Rebel? I think it was Rebel. And there was some, there was some lady who was like, obviously 12 beers too deep in the crowd. I mean, I was two, but whatever. And she just That's kept screaming out like, I love you guys! The drive down! Wow! <laughs> and we're like, hey, I appreciate the enthusiasm. No, like, I like her. I wish it was all of you guys. 
No, I wish everyone was like. <laughs> <laughs> that's really the only person in our crowd that stands out. We haven't had anybody who's like, you guys suck. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. I think, you know, we're. I don't think we're a horrible band. <laughs> so No, um, yeah. Y'all wouldn't be here if I thought you were horrible. Oh, I pre- so. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> so we don't get, like, booed often, you know. I don't think we've been booed we've never since been we started. Booed. Yeah, no. So that's cool. <laughs> but I think most people, you know, we're not everyone's cup of tea. It's a really diverse music scene out here, right? There's been a couple of shows where we've gotten, like, the... We've gotten, like, the cold shoulder. We get a... Then we get the fucking <laughs> slow clap. We played Rhythm Room once. That is not our venue. No. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. No one there was reciprocating. It was just kind of like everyone was sitting in the back, and they were just kind of like... Oh, oh these guys are on. What is? Would this? you guys like open for someone like? Yeah, we opened the first band. We opened for like night. some like two other like rock bands, and it was like we yeah. probably shouldn't. Have. <laughs> Dude, opening like opening opening mm-hmm. is is just a tough in it's general. Hard. Yeah, like, it's hard. Yeah. You got to set the precedent. Because if you if you guys were played like two bands later when yeah. everyone was like kind of boozed up, yeah, it's oh, more it fun. Been a way different story. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Exactly. We like I like being the opener because it's like. It sounds I mean, depressing. I prefer headlining. Same. Well, you don't I, get to go home at like nine o'clock. Exactly. Headlining, yeah. you go home at like one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like opening because it lets you kind of craft the the vibe for the rest of the evening a little bit. Oh yeah. You get to sort of set the you know the precedent. You get to sort of be like, hey, this is what tonight's gonna sort of sound or sort of be like. Yeah. Uh, and I I kind of like doing that. However. When it's, uh, if it was up to me, it would be headlining every night. (laughs) Obviously. There's a bunch of bands we want to open for, but, um, so hit us up still. Everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That's a cop-out answer, bro. That's a cop-out answer. (laughs) Um, let's see. Some days are darker. Hit us up. There's this other band. Let's see. There's a few others. There's, um, there's there's One Way Sky. We talked to them once. They're kind of cool. Um, kind of. Just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love them. They're great guys. Yeah, um, yeah they're awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, what's your first concert experience? I remember going at like 15 to, I think it was Club Red. Yeah, yeah it was Club Red to see Sepultura. Right. Nice. I was in the circle pit for that. Got I remember vividly getting elbowed in the face, dropping like a sack of flour to the ground. Yeah, like knocked out? Like, oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Was, I was gone for a good f- at least five seconds, unconscious. It's simple tour if you don't get knocked out. I jumped fun. back up, kind of gathered myself, looked around, I'm like, okay, song's still going. Back to the pit. Yeah. That's what you do. That's, that's, that's exactly what you do. That's what you do. That's etiquette. That was one of the loudest shows I have ever seen. <laughs> I can, can still get hear it. Like, Sepultura doing their thing, the roots, bloody oh, yeah. roots. <laughs> no, I'm mean, just 180 decibels right in front of your face. I was up at the barrier. It was and like your ears get all like. Oh, I couldn't hear for a week after. Yo, yeah, like I'm always scared so after a show, like because you know, like I don't even know what to call it when you're like at a show and it's so loud and your ears start doing like that. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. It's like they start clipping. Yes, yeah. and it's just like, damn, like, am I experiencing permanent hearing loss or like, am I experiencing a show? I don't probably. Really know. I probably am experiencing permanent hearing loss. That's, but that's part of the show. Use a little bit of permanent hearing loss. That's the show. like uh, that's a treat. artist a lifestyle. Treat. Yeah, like, exactly. like if I can't hear one to five K, that's your fucking problem, not mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, just that one, one to five k range. Can't hear it. Like not the most important, arguably, spectrum range, but yeah. I mean, I don't need it, so shit. Yeah, be fair. But yeah, y'all yeah. want thirty? <laughs> <laughs> uh, boost the like ten decibel. Or not, not, boost the ten. Boost the ten hertz. Just don't even hear it. Yeah, you can't even. It just hear rumble. It. Just feel it. It's like feel yeah, it, yeah. Just a fucking regular show intro, just one solid sine wave note. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Just one horrible sine wave. That's the song. Yeah. That's actually the new record. It's just one sine wave for 22 minutes. That's actually the name of my autobiography. One horrible sine wave. One horrible sine wave. <laughs> 1K sine wave for 22 minutes. The story. <laughs> The audiobook is just a 22-minute wave Bro, file of a one Let me know. I'll edit that shit. <laughs> it's 100 bucks an hour, dog. Take you eight seconds. <laughs> what do you like, want? Man, I feel like I've heard this whole story already. <laughs> I'll just wait till minute 14 and a half. <laughs> That's it goes from, like, 1K to, like, 2K. It's a tiny jump. Yeah, you can't even And then right it. back down. Immediately yeah, right after. back down. Yeah. That's like, uh, like MK Ultra torture. That's what jump, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just sign waves over to <laughs> That's the theme of the new record. It's just CIA sign wave torture. Yeah, just call your, num- call your record, like, uh, number stations. <laughs> like, awake some sleeper agents and shit. <laughs> In the middle, just start saying random words: like garage, car. Lee wall. Harvey Oswald did nothing wrong. <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my favorite engineering projects. I wish these guys were still around doing stuff. I looked them up; they're not doing anything anymore. It was a four-piece band. They paid for four hours of studio time. They said, "Hey, we've got four songs." You just don't want to do like a one or two take of everything raw off the floor. Bruh. All four of us playing at the same time. A metal band? It was like a rock band. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like a pub rock band. What you would see on a Saturday night. Like, okay, cool. You guys are paying for four hours. You're not going to pay for any more than four hours. I'm making 80 bucks. Fuck it. Exactly. I get to listen to a band for a couple hours and get paid for it. Aight. And they fucking rocked it. I made them do, like, three takes of everything just so they had options to pick from. Yeah. Every single first take, they nailed it. Damn, okay. Vocals, yeah. too. Like, they did floor vocals with cool. all the amps and everything. In the same room? In the same room. I told them, hey, do you yeah, want to come into no. the control room yeah, and, like, like, ISO it. this? And they're like, no, we like how it sounds. Uh, did you miss I, it then, too? Or? Yeah, it was a rough mix. It was just, like, a little bit of compression, a little bit of EQ. They yeah. wanted the quote-unquote... Raw, raw sound. Well, that's what we do. Like to be fair, we just mix it ourselves. Oh yeah, no, we mix it <laughs> ourselves, but we don't make it sound like raw. No, no, no. What they wanted 
they wanted it to sound like it had just come off of like a phone at a bar. Oh, damn. I'm just gonna record music until I fucking have a heart attack and die at 42. Same, Same. like that's that's the vibe. <laughs> that's the, that's goal. the goal, man. Like if I make it past 40, that'll be interesting. Yeah. But <laughs> that'll be a whole nother fuck, 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 fuck yeah. moment. You're like, damn. Already had my like, midlife crisis. <laughs> like <laughs> I had my midlife crisis at 23, dog. What the fuck? Like, come on. <laughs> okay, let's get this thing back on. Yeah, the let's wheels. get back into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, forgot we were in the band name, the Drive Down. Is there a good story behind that? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about guitars then. All right, cool. Um, okay, the drive down. Let's talk about that really quick. It's a really simple. Really it's, simple. It's it's, it's 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 nothing. It's, there's no story. There's no magic behind it. It's literally just we grew up living here, spending so much time just in cars and just driving around especially in our high school years, right? We just, it's not a lot to do out here, especially down like out the suburbs area, right? Just shit to do. So we just, just the, uh, hey, do you want to drive down to the guitar center? Hey, do you want to drive down to the Los Faves? Yeah, hey, do you want to like drive 40 minutes away from yeah. each other and yeah. shit? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we just drove a lot. And a lot of our childhood and teenage years were spent in cars, just listening to music and just kind of, Hanging out. And so it's just kind of a love letter to that. It's just like it's the drive down. We just used to drive a fuck ton. Not that we don't anymore, but <laughs> anything more. I don't know how far Probably. you guys drove to come here tonight, but I'm assuming it was like 35, yeah, like 40 minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was it's fine though. We do it a lot. <laughs> That's like yeah. such a city thing too. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like nothing is close, no. even though you live close nothing to close. everything, right? Like, yeah. yeah, close enough to everything ju- to be just far away from it. From anything else, yeah. It's so silly. <laughs> no, I, I I, mean, that's like a real succinct story, but like, yeah. I like the band name. Thank like, you. Shit, that's dope. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's just a simple, it's very simple. There's no giant lore behind it. It's just, we grew up in cars. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's just what we did. <laughs> no, like so similar thing. Uh, the band that I was in back home in Montana. Yeah, we were called Three Miles to Clyde. Yeah, yeah. We used to practice in a barn, three miles away from a town called Clyde Park. There you go. Three miles to Clyde. Like there that's yeah. That's literally like kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's just sometimes it doesn't have to <laughs> sometimes be. Sometimes it deep. just falls into your lap like that. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. like, oh yeah, that actually sounds kind of dope. I used oh, to yeah. hate our name. I used to hate it. I was like, we have to come up with a better name, guys. Like this is like. It's a temporary name. We'll find something else. Yeah, and then we try like other names. Seven years later. Did you guys have like alternative names? Like anything? Yeah, we we, we had a few. The Beautiful Afternoon. That was one. The Midnight Getaway was another. Midnight Getaway. There was uh, when we first started playing together, we were called like Station. Yep. Or and then the fascinations yeah. after the fascinations we had to change that because it was the sex shop yep. <laughs> yeah. so the fascination sounds like a 70s like groove band i know that and that's really like it's kind of cool yeah. but that was like, kind of the goal behind the name it was kind of like pull some of that like motown inspiration yeah like 70s kind of yeah but uh that was when we were like an indie band and yeah. then, uh, then we realized real quick, like, hey, isn't there a sex store called <laughs> Fascination? They were just like, eh. <laughs> don't want to be associated That's with that. That's gonna get. Y'all could have got like an Adam and Eve sponsorship, dude. <laughs> I know. I, I'm not like mad about the fact we were a sex shop name, but it's just 
issues. Too close. It just didn't work. Too close. Yeah. Too close. Too close. It, also, it wasn't us. It wasn't us. Yeah. It didn't fit right. <laughs> we settled on the drive down, I think. I, I feel like no. that's an appropriate name. For I us. honestly, I think, like, even like thematically, the yeah. drive down works just, way yeah, better yeah. than the fascinations. Fascinations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found an old flyer of ours when we were oh, still called you? the Fascinations. Oh, boy. Six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've gone through Damn. a few names. <laughs> that's like 2,000 days ago. Yeah. Roughly. It's like more than eight days ago. <laughs> At least. <laughs> maybe nine. I couldn't tell you, but maybe. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. Okay, let's um Guitars. We're getting, we're getting to guitars. the point where like we have ten minutes in between like usable takes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's, it's, the longer it goes, the longer the shorter that span gets. Not y'all are good. Guitars. I'm... Um you bought a bass recently. I did buy a bass recently, so. Oh, is it the like tiny little like uh like shoebox looking bass? Yes. Yeah. So so I saw it. They looked so fucking dope, dude. I've got a couple of cool basses, and I'm currently trying to reacquire one from my collection that I sold a couple years ago. I won't get too into that until it actually comes to fruition. It's a Music Man Stingray in candy apple red. Just go rob the pawn shop, dude. It's, it was a private sale, and the guy I sold it to still has it, so... He wants that one. I want that one. Yeah. Uh, but my main bass right now is a five-string uh, Steinberger headless bass, which, when I saw it online years and years ago first, I was like, oh, that is the ugliest thing ever. But as I've gone through a bunch of different basses, different P basses, jazz basses, everything under the sun... I kind of realized, like, I want something a little different that isn't another Fender Carbon copy. Yeah. Like, they're cool. I love Fenders. My main recording bass is a 77 Mustang bass. Oh, dope, actually. That's a dope-ass bass. Like, I got it for a steal. Black on black with a maple neck. Got it for 300 bucks at a pawn shop. And was it retail? Like, 9, 10? 12. Like, yeah. Whew. Yeah, at least it was back in 2018 when I looked it up. Yeah, five million dollars. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but that one stays in the studio. That one's a special bass. Uh, live, I use the Steinberger because the case is super small and I can fit it in an o- like an airplane overhead bin if I ever have to do a flyout date with it, or it'll fit in my trunk super easily with the other gear. The big thing with me right now is portability. Like, if I can fit my entire rig into the backseat of my car, awesome. Hell yeah, yeah. Like, that is my ultimate goal, is to be able to travel with my rig. Well, especially since you guys are going, like, ampless and, like, all that stuff, yeah. Exactly. And that's one thing that I really like about having, like, a Steinberger bass, for example. Most tuning ratios on guitars is, like, 16 full turns is one turn around the peg. Mm -hmm. Steinbergers are 40 to one. Jesus, so it's like real microtonal? I haven't had to tune it once, and I've owned it for three months. It just stays in tune. You don't have like a locking nut or nothing? Just like, it's just real nice. It doesn't need one. Damn. It requires uh, special double ball end strings, but whatever. Fuck it, yeah. I mean, if they never go out of tune, they never break. What's the point? (laughs) It has a double ball end string work. You You don't cut one side or? Nope, so they're already cut to like 34 inch scale length. 
I think their strings themselves are like 36 inches. Mm -hmm. And instead of having a tapered end on one end and then the metal ball at one end, there's two metal balls at the end of each string. How's it go through the peg? So they have a little uh, locking mechanism. It's not like a locking nut. It's just like a little groove that like you a locking set tuner behind the nut. Oh. It's like more of like it's not so much a tuner so much as like a like, string groove. It's almost like the bridge is at the top. Yeah, because <laughs> like so, it's headless, right? Like yeah. a BC Rich bitch ten string. You, uh, you yeah. string the strings up through the headstock and then you tune it down at the bridge. You have to send me a picture of that because I'm having a hard time picturing it, but I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think I've got yeah. a picture of it, like my uh, Steinberger or the. Uh, the BC Rich I was talking about. The double ball string thing. Double ball string. Okay, yeah. yeah. Let me pull up a picture of that real quick. And then my other base that I don't use a ton of is a five-string uh, Sterling Stingray. Matching color scheme to my Mustang. I'm very big on matching instruments. So there's my Steinberger. Dude, that's so dope. Right? Looks better in person. Yeah, I didn't like it at first. Person. Oh, yeah. And then I pulled it out at rehearsal, and I remember the words vividly coming out of Zach's mouth. Damn, that's actually <laughs> really cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure about it, because I like my guitars to be, like, very classic, and, like, they have to look like old classic cars. Well, like, I've only ever seen you play, like, an acoustic. Well, it's like you'll see me play electric guitars. <laughs> Let's fucking go, dude. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you will see me one oh, of yeah. these days. Um, I just play like Fender shit. I, I'm a, I'm a total purist in regards to that because all my heroes grew up playing like Fender guitars. Just a single coil snob. <sighs> yeah, kinda. <laughs> yeah. I have one humbucker guitar. And it's a 1969 Vox. Nice. Les Paul copy. So it's really weird. It's called a VG2. It's like a. They did it for like two years, like 69 to 71 or something. So. Found it at a small local music shop in uh, Chandler. Shout out to Zim's Guitars if you're listening. Yeah, uh, thanks guys. He had it just tucked away in the corner with a bunch of acoustic guitars. Like not even on display. Just not like even on display. Sitting there. Yeah, it was just sitting that. there. The tag said 250 bucks. Oof. And we got around to playing it. Does exactly the humbucker sound we want. It's not that like super thick. It's, muddy it's mellow, tone. but it's... It's more mellowed in the like top chunky end. just enough. It's like, like a fat cool. single coil. Yeah. Like what a humbucker should be. Yeah. And he <laughs> saw us playing it. It's like, hey, you like that guitar? Yeah, I like this guitar. Why? 200 bucks. Sold. Done. Sold. Yeah, yeah, game over, like, man. It's a 1969 Vox guitar. I'm not, not going to... It looks like a Black it. Beauty, Les Paul. I mean, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, it's like a Black Beauty... Faded though, it's really cool. But um, that's that's, that's sort of my newest guitar. Um, I, I play like strats. I have like a seventy, like no, so I have a nineties Japanese strat. That's like my baby. I have some Fender Jazzmasters. I just oh, yeah. sold a Jaguar, but I used to use a Jaguar a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I my car, my cars, my guitars always have had. I'm I'm one of those guys who's like, it has to look certain way or i'm not gonna like it like if it doesn't look cool it doesn't sound good yeah or if it does not even if it looks cool if it doesn't look the way i want it yeah. <laughs> it's not good here's the actual guitar itself oh yeah that's sick right it just looks like a fake les paul yeah it yeah just looks like a, <laughs> yeah i mean it just looks that. like a knockoff les paul which it is it is it, it is. is not paul They're yeah not paul but it's a less paul it's less. a less than paul yeah <laughs> 
it's a it's a killer guitar though. Oh, it's absolutely. It's really a vintage '60s guitar for two hundred bucks. I didn't say no. I'm not gonna say no to that. You should like rip that guy off. Yeah, feel kind of bad. I don't because I actually talked to him about this. He was saying like, you know, I know what this guitar is. It's a cool guitar. Sometimes you just have to let them go. The pawn shop guy? The Yeah, the guitar shop guy. Yeah. He's like, I got you know, hundreds of guitars. If I let this one go, I'm not going to miss it at the end of the day. You got to make money. You know, I got to like... make my rent. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So... do I hold on to my guitars or do I pay rent? Like, yeah. Yeah. I like rent. <laughs> I like being able to I live I choose personally. living in a house yeah. over anything else. Yeah. yeah. I like living in a roof building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is increasingly hard to do in the valley. Apparently it so. Yeah, it is. <laughs> nah, man. My rent just doubled. Oh, fuck. Oh, We're moving in like two days. And just, I went from like 500 bucks a month to like 975. No. Just like, bruh. No. It's yeah, no, fucking it's, ridiculous. It's not cool. It's not very cash money at all. It's not <laughs> very cash money. <laughs> Anyways, in terms of the, the interview, yeah. uh, would you guys consider yourselves like gear snobs then? Or you just like know what you want um, and you got it? Oh, that's a tough one. Well, what would I consider myself? I don't know. <laughs> partially yes, Maybe. partially no. I, I would consider myself a gear snob. And that's... Like, I will never shit on someone else's rig, you know, but I like good sh- i like good shit like personally like, for you you want what you want but like i know see, what like, I some want. band playing some like shitty jaguar remake or some yeah, shit yeah like i don't care like but, like if they sound good like whatever it doesn't matter yeah but to right. me it matters because like i know what i want yeah there's certain guitars that i just won't play personally because i don't like how they feel or sound well, yeah. Don't say it out loud because I'm trying to get a sponsorship, dude. For sure. There's certain. There's certain. <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah. say whatever. Like, I'll say it right now. I don't like Ibanez. I've never personally been an Ibanez fanboy just because of, at least for their bass guitars, I don't like how they sound or feel. Okay. My yeah. first bass was an Ibanez Sound Gear, so I grew up playing an Ibanez. I know what they feel like. I know what they sound like. I just don't vibe with it. Isn't the Sound Gear like a first act? It's their cheaper model, but those go up to like 800, 900 bucks on Ooh. some of the sound gear stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not Double like. First act. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know they had a custom shop? First Act had a custom yeah, shop. Had... First Act has a custom yeah. shop. They partnered with Volkswagen like 10 years ago. And Bro, Maroon what the 5. Fuck? Yeah. They made an Adam um, Levine first okay, act yeah, custom shop play, like, guitar. A fucking B, like a B bar chord, and that's yeah. a first act guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's when it comes to amps and stuff, I have my obvious first choices that I go with. But if it sounds good at the end of the day, that's all yeah. I care about. Like I'm not like a big Marshall guy, but I'll play through like a Plexi. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, I'll play through like a JCM 800. Like I'm I'm not like yeah I'm not so much a snob. I'm like I'll not I'm not gonna play through this, but you know. I prefer other things, but if it's in front of me and it's what I have to use, okay, cool, I'll use it. Yeah, like like with any like musician who's been doing it long enough, you you know what you want, you know what you like, you know what works for you, versus what doesn't, right? Yeah. And you just get used to certain things. Like I love Fender, like Fender amplifiers. I love Roland amplifiers, and I love um, 
I love some more boutique, like weird stuff too. But I, I don't know. I have every 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 musician kind of develops their own sound. Mine is oh, yeah. very clean oriented, very a little chorusy, a little like a that sort of eighties guitar tone. Maybe oh, yeah. a little more grit. But it's like it's that's what I like, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. And then for me with bass tones, I'm very particular. Like if I'm not happy with a bass tone on a track, I will redo it and redo it and redo it until I get forever until it's like perfect. Until yeah, I'm satisfied with it. Yeah, I've made him like do like 300 takes before. Rose tinted glasses. The main yeah. bass line for the verses took me 52 takes until I was happy with it. Yeah. Damn. I sat down and did 52 takes back to back of that bass line until I was like, you know what? I'm happy with that. Damn. It's not an easy bass line. It's not. And it's a it's, harder song. Yeah. <laughs> For amp-wise, I like the sound of SWR, which are now defunct. I like Ampeg. I like Ashdown cabs. But somebody's like, hey, here's an orange bass amp for the show. Okay, cool. It's an amp. Uh, hey, here's a DI box and a couple KRKs. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> fuck. Well, then you lost me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. I love a very, very warm, full low end for the bass with a very hi-fi clear top end. Oh, yeah. Dude, when I mix bass, I love to do, like, especially if I get, like, one bass track, mm-hmm. I'll split it. I'll do, like, I'll do like a low cut at, like, 150. Yep. And yeah. I'll do, like, a good, like, crunchy distortion type tone. Yeah. And then, like, I'll do another, like, high pass at, like, 120. Mm-hmm. And I'll just fucking crunch it saturate the fuck out of it make it real heavy in the low end and yeah, like, dude, yeah. yeah that's what you do it's a good yep. bass tone right there yeah yeah absolutely but also i just prefer like a di track and like an amp track yeah same most yeah. people most people at home don't do that so we often that's split them yeah we, we try to anyways depends on the track but. it depends on the vibe of the track sometimes we're just like you know what a di is totally fine we can mess with it later yeah oh, sometimes yeah. we're like you know what let's get a couple different options and kind of blend everything together oh yeah. yeah if we don't end up using everything we don't end up using everything it's fine like so, yeah, some stuff gets left on the cutting room floor i do think that's one weird thing that not just on a technical level but on a creative level really sets us apart from other bands is that we are a band of producers and like we like we know like what we're doing kind of you know for the most part <laughs> we, oh, we yeah we kind of know the direction to go and we know what's kind of right and what's not we we have that sort of producer mindset we are also songwriters right but you know i think a lot of bands out here there's a big disconnect between the, the art of recording and the art of songwriting and i think yeah. it's cool i just think it's cool that we have both you know, and y- y'all can like approach it at the same time, or yeah. like, hey, man, this, like, this, hook, this hook sounds real good, but, like, when we record it, like, we got to do this. And, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And we're not afraid to tell each other, like, hey, I don't like how this sounds. Yeah, well, yeah. I was going to ask, yeah, yeah you, you guys ever, like, fucking butt heads, and you're like, you want it one way, you want it one way, like... Not really. Not typically. Not what happens ever is... Ever, really. What usually happens at the most extreme is, like, I'll say, like, oh, hey, I don't like how the guitar sounds in this part of the song. And you'll respond, like, Okay, cool. What don't you like about it? No, I'll say like, oh, X, Y, and Z. You'll listen back to it. like, okay, yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, and just sort of like having the, the two brains working on something helps. Yeah, yeah. There's no one. I bet right that's so nice, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's it's uh it's helpful to have a uh, 
an external conscious <laughs> yeah. to uh, bounce ideas off of, which is um, sort of the dynamic of our songwriting. It's sort of, it's a little, it's like, it's like half, not, not going to compare four white guys to the Beatles, <laughs> but um, I'm also gonna, um, we do have a little bit of like a John Paul kind of thing in our songwriting, but then when we get down to recording, it's a whole different dynamic. Yeah. Because then we're painting, right? Like, we have the idea, we have the structure. Then we're, like, really making sure it, like... Because the recording is, like, a big aspect of our band. Oh, we have to yeah. make sure it sounds the way we want it to, mm-hmm. or else it's going to be shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got, like, the John Paul George Ringo, and then, like, the Glenn Johns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you all yeah. are the Glenn Johns. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I had a chance to meet Jeff Emmerich. And did you or did you not? He died two days before I could. <laughs> so you didn't. No, I didn't. No, no, no. He had a chance. He had, had a chance. chance. So it was a crash sanctioned thing, too. Damn. He was in, in Arizona. He visited the PM class the day oh. I was there. I was AM class. Damn. He was going to have this huge, like, talk of like oh this is what you have to do in the industry this is what i would have done blah 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 in the 40s he <laughs> went down to tucson yeah, saw one of my buddies who was in a beatles tribute band mm-hmm. and then he died in tucson damn yeah literally like a day before his crass talk dude when i was at crass we were still like so i went at the end like uh july of 2021. Okay. So like we still had hybrid classes. Oh, so you're we still, still had like, we had online. I had to wear masks at the campus. Like yeah, Ooh. we were half online half the time. And yeah. my last like three weeks they got rid of COVID shit, but it was like dumb. too little too late. Yeah. So. Time. All right, guys. So we're we're coming to the end of the podcast here. Um, if there's anything you guys want to like plug or talk about or anything you want to just do before we wrap up the podcast let me know yeah i mean primarily go check out our instagram that's our main social media um we don't really use twitter right now we're, we're probably getting to it soon facebook and shit but our main stuff is instagram so if you want to know where to get our shit look for our shit it's instagram um plug, yeah. plug your fucking spotify shit i don't think anyone I don't we got think spotify we got yeah. apple music we got two records out go check them out um we're on all streaming services Apple uh, Music, Spotify, like you were saying. Yeah, whatever. Uh, YouTube is another big one. Grinder. Grinder. Yeah, we're big on Grinder. <laughs> Go check us out there. Um, we got big uh, plans coming up. I know how bands always say that. We got big plans coming up, and then it's just like new music. We do have big plans coming up. We have um, a lot of stuff that we kind of briefly talked about on the podcast earlier yeah, with the live show. We got a lot a of stuff bit. we haven't quite revealed with that. Yeah, we're just stuff we're not ready to talk about yet. But, you know, um, next year will be a really big year for the band. So do do stay attached if you like uh, our vibe. Thank you for having us. Yeah, dude, thank you so much. Yeah, thank awesome. you guys so much for coming in. Uh, I know it was a little bit of a struggle to get you all in, but I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm so yeah, glad yeah. we made it work. So. No, me yeah, too. me too. Me too. It's been fun. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah, yeah thank thanks, you. man. We'll see you next time. If there is a next time. If there is a next time, bring the drummer. We'll see. <laughs> if he exists. <laughs> the imaginary drummer. All right, that's our show for the day. Um, once again, thank these guys so much for coming in. It was such a great time. Um, 
You can find the podcast on Instagram at the LSM underscore podcast, and you can find my personal Instagram at seekers.audio. If your band's interested in being on the show, just let me know. Shoot me a DM and we can totally make something work. Uh, the books are pretty open right now, so let me know. Other than that, see you guys next time. Thank you. The Local Scene Machine.